Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? You were having a freaking game. Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. You can find us online, PR927FM.com, and watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. You can subscribe to Pirate Radio TV today on YouTube. See this program, The Brian Bailey Show, and all of our programs and interviews here at Pirate Radio. Also, follow us on Facebook for all the latest news and notes and live video like we're on right now. You can chime in on today's program. Got a big show on tap for you today. The Voice, Jeff Charles, will join us coming up in about 20 minutes or so. We'll talk East Carolina, NC State. We'll dive more into that in the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, when we uh, hear more interviews from Media Day, as we got a lot of coaches and players still to hear from from Saturday's East Carolina Media Day, we'll have a full report there. Coming up around 425, Patrick Mason, Daily Reflector, will join us to give us his thoughts on Media Day and also talk ECU and NC State. Steven Igo, Hoist the Colors, is in at 5 o'clock. We got one more position preview for you. We'll talk special teams on today's show as we'll have a returning kicker, a new punter. Sounds like Keaton Mitchell going to be back there returning kicks. So we got a lot to discuss when it comes to East Carolina special teams in hour number three. Shirley Rhodes is here. The Chan Man is here. CJ Schaefer's here. Ellerby's here. And uh, this is not Willie Smith. This is Troy D. Good to see Another you. athlete yes. joining us. Yeah, former offensive lineman, from former, what I understand. Former pirate. Someone well, asked Troy D one day when he played offensive line I in did, East Carolina. I did get that question. They're like, when were you on the O-line again? And what was the, what was the answer? I said I, was more, I said I was more of a special teams guy. No, 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 no. That is that is fake news. Troy's answer was offensive. Line. I didn't play offensive line at East Carolina. That was his answer. <laughs> that is and, a true answer. It right? is true, but it also implies that maybe you played at another well, school. So I did, Cliff. <laughs> so as soon as he said that, my follow up was, "Well, enlighten us. Where were you in offensive line?" Like, well, that was a good answer, there, yeah, Troy. That's, uh, I'm gonna pull that page out of your book. Honest, I said I didn't play offensive line at East Carolina. All right. Uh, hey, good to have you guys here. Good, good to, to be, be here. here. And when the boys are back in town, that means there's an announcement. Clip, to make. we do have an announcement. We have done some pro- promotional shirts that are not for sale. We did these for some of our uh, special advertisers. Correct. You, you can't buy these. Yet they've become the most sought after t shirt in the Pirate Nation, I would say, over the last week or so. And uh, they're very cool. The front has uh, a, a very awesome looking Pirate Radio logo on it. But the back, we're calling these our wolf shirts. Um, so it has a uh, a cool look to it, and uh, we have the the state of North Carolina with a uh, a wolf that's just saying let's down say, on his luck, down on his luck a little bit. Um, we these once again are not for sale, but if you want to get one, which they're very hard to get because we've only printed a few of these, uh, they are going to be available Thursday, Jonathan at UBE. Our party is one week from tonight. The Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party at the State Theater. I'm going to be there. It's going to be on Thursday, Troy Day. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm already thinking it's Thursday. I know. I'm so fired up. I'm one day ahead of time. Too many offensive line concussions, (laughs) obviously. Unnamed school. One one week and a day from now. Next Thursday. Next Thursday. September 1st. Not this Thursday. 
will be at the State Theater. Uh, we're less than 200 tickets remaining right now. Correct. Uh, we're going to take a handful of these tickets down to UBE Thursday at 10 a.m. If you come and you buy two tickets, you have to buy two tickets. They're only 10 bucks each. All that money goes to charity. Uh, you will be able to get one of these shirts. But limited edition. Now, we're, they will probably sell out at the ticket allotment we have pretty quickly. Yeah, it'll go real so. fast. We, ha- we have a limited number of shirts, limited number of tickets. Uh, folks have been asking about these shirts. We, we had a handful here at the studio. We we're like, all right, let's give someone an opportunity to help raise money for charity, which is uh, raising money for Riley's Army, the ECU School of Nursing, Jeff Tr- uh, Heather Amperty Scholarship Fund, um, also Daughters for Dads and uh sport works ministries that's yep. what all the money for our ticket sales to the uh, pirate radio party go for so uh what we decided to do let's take a handful of these tickets and a handful of these t-shirts down to ube at 10 o'clock on thursday uh will probably be sold out in a matter of 20 30 minutes because probably we don't, we don't have that many so get there and, early and, and once again so we we may not have your exact size. I can't guarantee sizes. It's first come, first serve yeah. based on sizes. And uh, you can pick up two tickets. You can come to an awesome party a week from Thursday, September 1st. You can get one of these cool t-shirts. You buy the two tickets and the shirt is free. Absolutely. The shirt yeah. is absolutely 100% free. So we're, we're it, selling tickets to raise money for our charities. And we're going to give these shirts away. We had a handful of them left that did not go through our sponsors. So uh, looking forward to having a big Thursday at uh, UBE, 10 o'clock. Get there, first come, first serve. And uh, hopefully... Uh, we'll we'll make some people happy and uh, they'll get a, get some awesome tickets to come to an awesome event. A couple questions we've had. Uh, what about if I bought tickets earlier? Hey, great. We appreciate it. We'd love to see you at the party. This is for all people that are buying tickets to the party tomorrow. If you've already this, bought tickets, this, come on down to UBE, buy two more, bring a friend. Yeah. Is, is what I would say. I, um, I really appreciate that you've already bought tickets. And, and we are support. not printing more of these shirts and selling them separately. What's out there is out there. They're not for sale. Uh, they're only available either through some of our sponsors or through this event coming up at UBE. Yeah, absolutely. So it should be fun. Uh, a lot of people have asked on see We've done some giveaways on social media and uh, some of our clients have some at their locations. Uh, you may follow them on social media. Maybe you'll see how they're doing some giveaways with the shirts. But uh, we do have a handful of tickets left and a handful of these shirts left. So we thought, hey, look, let's raise some money for our charities that we're trying to uh, distribute for our party coming up a week from Thursday. And uh, it would be a fun way for someone to get a shirt for the game and also a couple tickets to the party yeah so the if you come to ube you'll actually get two uh, what i would consider traditional paper tickets which is rare in this day and age everything else will be digital tickets online yes. and you can still buy your digital tickets online at pr927fm.com uh, and we are once again having that at the state theater the breakfast club will be in attendance coach houston will be there we also have the clydesdales will be making an appearance outside clip rock We'll be there. We'll be there. Our whole Pirate Radio cast of characters will be there. Former long snapper Chandler Honeycutt will be there. Shirley Rhodes will be signing autographs. Shirley Rhodes will be in a good mood, wanting to talk to people that are going to call her on Saturdays during the fifth quarter. So uh, lots of Brian Bailey's going to be there. All the the good folks, Jeff Charles, The Voice, all the good folks that hang out with us regular here at Pirate Radio will be at our party. So it'll be a fun time. Yeah, so it'll be a lot of fun if you want to come and you want to try and and get one of these shirts for free. As we said, UBE at 10 a.m. LRB and I will be down there. It is first come, first serve. Once it's gone, it's gone. But we did want to offer this as an opportunity for folks. Have y'all seen uh, Catholics versus Convicts, the yes. 30 for 30? I watched that again recently. And you, Troy, you remind me of those guys if like they never grew up. Like you're, you're still those guys. Uh, because this is a cool shirt, and it reminds me of that era 
And you used to do so, this when you were I, a student, right? I was in the shirt business. Make like game shirts, yeah, game specific shirts. Well, and I do more season shirts. Uh, I did the ECU on a roll to a bolt shirt back in 1991 before ECU was even in a bowl, one of the legendary shirts uh, for East Carolina. I'll have to bring that in, Clip, and show it to you. I don't know if I've ever showed that to you. You said that like um, two months ago. You never brought it in. Oh, I didn't. I saw one of uh, – well, I, I did see a guy wearing it. Chandler, you were with me in the jungle at the Super Regional. It was one of your friends, wasn't it? He was, I couldn't, it was like mint conditioning. He got it from his dad. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was a regional. I was here in the studio. We had done a watch along. You came back onto the show, said, "Hey, there was a guy with a my, my shirt on from '91." Yeah, and you showed me the picture. I, I was like, "Yeah, I know that." I was like, "Yeah, I know that dude." Yeah, so it was a, it was a good business to be in back in the '90s. It's a good business to be in now. Makes it a cool collector's item, though. Yeah, you can get your hands on. And one some piece. things are timeless. You know, books stand the test of time. Everyone's still going to wear a T-shirt. Those haven't gone out of style. I see people wear T-shirts all the time. Books stand the test of time. That's yeah. deep. That's right. Especially at Troy's house because they never get open. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about how long books have been around. Yeah. You know, people want books are, you know, yeah, sure, stuff goes digital, but books stand the test of time. I believe T-shirts will always stand the test of time. We believe because I'm with you there. I agree. Right. Yeah. Good stuff. Good deal. So come down to UBE, 10 o'clock. Might want to get there early. If uh, you're planning to get in line, we'll be right at the bottom of the stairs when you park in the UBE parking lot on Evans Street, and we will walk in a little before 10 and get rolling. And, uh, you know, two tickets goes to great four great charities, 20 bucks, and uh, get a free T-shirt. Yep. Yeah, and then come hang out with us next Thursday at the Pirate Radio <laughs> kickoff party. And, and always, uh, the remaining tickets are on sale at pr927fm.com. They are going fast, expecting this to be a sellout, maybe even by the weekend. It's uh, it's really picking up steam. All right, good deal. Uh, Troy, will talk to you again tomorrow at 3 o'clock, where, when it will be Thursday, and it will be one week away. Yes, I was just, I'm so fired up, I'm already getting ahead of myself, Clip. Yeah. Well, it's that season, man. So I, I'm just, this is the last weekend before it all starts rolling. And what a week this is going to be next week. You know, you start off with our party, which is always tremendously fun and awesome way to get the season started. Then Friday, Freeboot Friday, right in front of our studios here in downtown Greenville at the Five Points Plaza. You, we've Let's got, not oh, forget the Clodsdales that afternoon oh, right. are going deli- to be delivering beer. To many great local establishments. Right, all downtown. That's going to be a cool event. They've got a uh, case assigned to us, we understand. So we'll go make sure we get that. That's awesome. Um, We've got then Freeboot Friday starting around 5 or 5.30. I'll get to confirm the time on Friday. It is a free event. Uncle Cracker scheduled to appear. And we're expecting a possibly, I'm hearing from some folks with the city, potentially a crowd the size if you were here when Parmalee was here. They're expecting a Parmalee type size crowd for this because you kind of you've got um, you know a huge weekend with the opening weekend. You've got NC State in town. You've got the first free boot. You've got Uncle Cracker coming in. So they're expecting a, a huge crowd for Free Boot Friday. Then of course game day. You have the game itself. Our coverage getting underway at 8 a.m. with the Bud Light pregame tailgate, and then of course taking you to the last caller served on the fifth quarter. Uh, it's going to be a big weekend. That's a big three days right there. 100%. And you it's know, Labor Day. This is, this is no longer a, a, a drill. This is the real deal. You better rest up this weekend, guys, because after this weekend, it's full throttle. You can feel the energy in the town. The East Carolina students are back. Uh, that university and, and classes are rocking and rolling. Pitt County Schools kicks in on Monday. So uh, it's going to be a busy, busy week uh, around uh, the city of Greenville next week. 
All right, good stuff, guys. Well, uh, Troy, we'll see you tomorrow. Ellerby, we'll talk to Sounds you good. on the program next week. Sounds so, good. Guys. Thank you, Clipper. Uh, the voice, Jeff Charles, on deck. We will talk some sports with him and have a lot of East Carolina football talk on tap. For today's edition of Pirate Radio Live, we'll take a break, come back, and uh, get ready to visit with the voice, Jeff Charles, on the other side of this timeout. We'll be back with you after this. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Drive a little and save a lot at Washington Chrysler uh, Dodge Jeep Ram. Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has great selections of new and pre-owned vehicles plus offers of service or offer service rather to all makes and models in a state-of-the-art facility. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 and in Washington and Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Got the voice Jeff Charles joining us momentarily. There's CJ. Hey, man. First of all, uh, nice haircut. Looking good. I just wanted you, you don't need to sit down. I just wanted to tell you the Braves are beating the Pirates 14 to nothing. That's all. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> on the Buccaneer Music Hall. Yeah, that's it. Go on about your day. That was all. Oh, that's funny. Uh, 14 to nothing, the score. Uh, Pirates do have a runner on second, so things getting interesting in Pittsburgh. On the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Da Bucks. The <laughs> Diamond Bucks. The uh, Pittsburgh yes, Pirates. Sir. 14 nil. Ah, oh, man. Love playing those Pirates. That's good stuff. I'm Bur- sure you enjoy playing the Nationals, too. Love playing the Nats. If we could play those teams every week, we'd be doing all right. And uh, don't look now, but right now Atlanta is two games back in the East, about to be one and a half games back. It's okay, CJ. You're not the only one here in this studio that has a terrible Major League Baseball team to cheer for. Uh, I will update you, CJ, if that score changes. So uh, just make sure he's available to come back in. I know he's about to head out to ECU practice soon. So. Yeah. All right, just wanted to pass that along. Let's uh, head out to the Pit Electric live line and talk to the voice, Jeff Charles, who joins us here. Uh, Week zero, as we are fired up for week one, East Carolina NC State. We'll talk about that and more. Jeff, how are you doing today? Cliff, I'm doing great. Hope you are. Yes, sir. Doing well. Fired up for some football and uh, saw the voice Saturday at ECU Football Media Day, and it's great annually to, to talk to those guys jeff before they really get going with the season and you've been away for a little while so kind of your first look and first eye-to-eye conversation with these guys maybe since the spring so we're going to do some media day superlatives later on with patrick mason from the daily reflector and steven Igo. so how about you jeff any uh standouts saturday that you enjoyed your conversations with well, when you say enjoy, Clip, uh, it's one of the more fun things I think I do now is have the opportunity to sit down one-on-one with the football players and, and talk with the guys before the season starts and then, of course, during the season as well. But, you know, I always go with media day thinking 
about the quality of the players that are in this program now. I'm talking about character and integrity and the type of guys that Coach Houston has brought into the program. And I'm very impressed with uh, the, the individuals on this team and a chance to talk with them, how well they handle themselves. And I know, of course, you do that almost on a daily basis uh, in talking to the football players. So there's some really good, good character guys in this program, and so many of them are well-spoken, and you can throw questions at them, and they, they answer the questions very well. So I always walk out of there feeling really good about the players that are in the program these days and uh, hoping that, uh, you know, that will translate onto the field in a good year this year. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, we'll see uh, once they take the field against NC State here in about a week and a half. But I don't know. Did, did, did they pass the eyeball test? Uh, we've talked about, you know, maybe uh, maybe uh, lacking on the offensive line over the years. It seems like they've beefed up there, got some, some big bodies uh, on the defensive side as well. How about the eyeball test? Did they pass it for you on Saturday? Yeah, I think this team is uh, is pretty good in that department. Clip and again, I give Coach Houston and his staff so much credit because you and I have talked about this oftentimes, and Pirate fans who follow the program closely know this. When he got here, I mean, the cupboard was almost bare, so they've had to really recruit hard, and they they've done that. I know I asked Coach Shankweiler, Steve Shankweiler, the offensive line coach, about that when we sat down this past Saturday, and he said, you know, when we first got here, our first priority as we had our team meetings was that we need to get defensive linemen. And, of course, we're going to recruit offensive linemen, too. But let's make the priority defense first, and let's go out and get some quality defensive linemen, which they did. And he said in their second year then with Coach Houston, they said, let's go out now and let's make the the priority getting offensive linemen, which they have done. And in talking with Blake Harrell, the defensive coordinator for the Pirates, and, and Blake and I talked about this a lot last year, I mean, there were games last year that there were 15, 16 defensive linemen who played in these games He's got a bunch of them again this year, and Coach Shankwalder's got a bunch of them too. Now, what's good about that is the old uh, coaching, the old coaching quote is, "You know, iron sharpens iron," and so you've got a lot of different guys who are competing for the same spot. There's a lot of competition out there in practice, which is really, really good. Guys are fighting for playing time, so that's a good thing. In some past years, you know, you just had to, almost a bare minimum, and those guys were going to play. Well, it's a different story now, so. I give the coaches a lot of credit. They have really, really worked hard in recruiting, and they've done a good job getting the depth back into this program. Jeff Charles joining us on the uh, Pit Electric live line, and you talk about the D-line depth, Jeff. I, I talked to uh, Steve Shankweiler Saturday and asked him about those battles going on now with the, the O-line and the numbers they have in the D-line, and he said, look, we had our third-string O-line in getting some reps, and we're taking on some previous starters on the defensive front for their third string because guys have been beaten out. And and that just uh, that, that just tells you right there that it is challenging out there at practice, and it's making everybody better when you can not only add to the numbers but add to the quality of, of your team. And the Pirates have been able to do that on those lines, as you said. Yeah, no doubt about that, Cliff. Not only does it make the players better, it makes the entire program better because now you have a chance of – Unfortunately, guys do go down during the season. If you lose some guys on your front line and guys who are starters, now you've got some quality depth that the coaches like to talk about. And you've got somebody waiting in the wings who you can plug in, and hopefully you don't skip a beat. So they've come a long way with that. And Cliff, you and I have been around football a long time, and you know some things never change. You have to be strong on both sides of the ball up front. 
if uh, if you can't block and you can't tackle on the other side, it's going to be a, a long season. So it starts up front. You look at the great teams year after year. You look at the Alabamas and the Georgias and the Ohio States of the world. And, you know, up front they're always loaded with great offensive linemen and great defensive linemen. And uh, the Pirates don't have that quality of player as those schools have. But they've got good players and they've got a bunch of good players now. So, you know, let's hope that that translates on the field, like I said. And hopefully the Pirates can put together another winning season this year. Jeff Charles joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line. Jeff, this matchup against NC State, exciting, always exciting, but maybe the best matchup between the two teams, at least on paper, we've seen in over a decade. I was looking back, and the last two meetings have gone NC State's way in blowout fashion. The previous time before that, it was Scotty Montgomery uh, knocking off Dave Doran and the Wolfpack, and we remember that Pirate team turned out not to be very good uh, at the end of the year. Uh, previous to that, Shane Carden whooped up on NC State and Raleigh, and that NC State team was a three-win team. So you got to go back to, I believe, 2010, Jeff, when the last time these two teams met and they were good teams on the field. Damon Magazoo picking off Russell Wilson there, and, and that was a, a bowl team for ECU. Of course, 2008, both of those teams good with uh, with Russell Wilson at quarterback and uh, the East Carolina team that went on to win uh, a conference championship. So you got to go back a ways to see a, a good on good matchup here, Jeff, and that gets me even more excited. You know, the, the, the it's been a, a little lopsided here of late, but should be a much better ba- uh, matchup with two good teams on the field September 3rd. I agree, Clip, and I know North Carolina State is preseason ranked number 13. They're expecting to have a great year this year, maybe one of the best years they've ever had. And the Pirates are, are solid and coming off that 7-5 and five season. So, yeah, I think it's a good matchup, and I certainly feel like the Pirates are going to be very competitive in this game and have a chance to win the game. I really believe that going into it. So, you know, it'll all play out on the field, and, and we'll be able to see as as Mike Houston said in his uh, remarks on Saturday when you were there, Clip, that, uh, that that one game, the first one that he coached against them, he said it was an embarrassment, and uh, that was his word, and, and it was. And so you're right, some of these games have not been close as of late, but East Carolina's program's come a long way. North Carolina State's program is very good right now, and the quarterback, Leary, is one of the premier quarterbacks, certainly in the ACC, if not in the country this year. So he's he's going to be uh, a big challenge for ECU. We'll get more into the matchup next week. But, you know, he's a guy that doesn't throw interceptions. He's very smart. He takes care of the ball. His touchdown to interception rate last year was, was terrific. So oftentimes if you're an underdog, like the Pirates are going to be, you need to force turnovers to, to win the game. Well, this guy really doesn't turn the ball over. So that's a little bit of a concern. Again, we'll talk more about that next week. But, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a really good game. And, you know, Clip, it's it's all about the fans, too. I mean, the fans at East Carolina and North Carolina State love this game. And th- this is the highlight for them. And, you know, we, we do all of this for, you know, the players and, and the fans. And so I know there are going to be a lot of people out there really enjoying the game and a chance to watch football again and watch the Pirates play NC State. So it's going to be a lot of fun on Saturday and a uh, week from Saturday. So we're looking forward to it. No doubt, Jeff Charles joining us. Going to be a uh, rocking environment at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, and uh, looking forward to that. Plenty of red, I'm sure, in the stands as well. Coming up a uh, week from Saturday. This Saturday, Jeff, it's week zero, and uh, the slate is not exactly packed with uh, with great games, but 
Real college football will be on, actually kicking off at noon with Austin P and Western Kentucky. And then on Fox at 1230, it'll be Nebraska and Northwestern in Dublin, Ireland. Voice, uh, your travel schedule is, you know, in this conference is spread out and you, you have a lot of plane flights and things like that. How about a, a trip to Dublin, Ireland to start the season? Would you be on board for that one? Uh, I'll pass. <laughs> I have really no desire to go to Dublin, Ireland. Now, my my son, Britt, he's an international traveler. He's been all over Europe, and he's been to South America, and he really gets into that stuff. <laughs> but uh, I'd rather stay I'd rather stay in the States. But you're right. That's, uh, that's really a, 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 good, uh, a good matchup. And, you know, it's like all of these sports today, not only college athletics, but we're seeing it. Uh, we're going to see it in baseball next year, as a matter of fact. And the NFL and the NBA, they're trying to promote uh, globally now with, with their respective sports. So I'm not really surprised to see that. And, of course, college football has been doing that for a number of years. And Notre Dame has been over there a couple of times. So, you know, it's one of those things. But, Club, it's just good to have uh, have college football back on Saturday. And I had to look at some of the schedules. Here's kind of a quirk in the schedule, if you will. I was looking at Charlotte's schedule because the Pirates will be a conference member in the AAC with Charlotte next year. Do you realize Charlotte, the 49ers, they're going to play two games before the Pirates ever play a game this year, <laughs> which I thought was very interesting. They're going to have two games under their belt. So they're, they're really getting a, uh, an early start over in the Queen City. Yeah, got a uh, a week zero game against Florida Atlantic, which might be a pretty good game coming up. CBS Sports Network, seven o'clock, and then what, Jeff? I guess they play on Thursday or Friday the following week before. Yeah, East Carolina gets underway. North Carolina uh, will begin their season eight fifteen ACC Network against the Rattlers of Florida A and M, uh, and you know North Carolina, Jeff. It seems like, and it happened last year with Sam Howell. They go into seasons overrated and and overhyped and and end up not living up to the hype i would say they're flying pretty well under the radar this year you've got wake forest and nc state in the top 25 a lot of people not thinking duke uh is going to be much in football this year but i'm not hearing too much about mac brown and north carolina maybe that's a good thing jeff because it seems like every time they have expectations they fail to deliver on those yeah you're right and i saw a quote this week from mac brown i thought was a little bit troubling as a matter of fact clip he was he was talking about guys in practice, and if uh, if they're not putting out, then uh, you know they're going to be replaced. I didn't think that was you know a very positive quote to have early in the preseason here. So I kind of wonder about that. But you're right. Just go back a year ago, turn the clock back a year, and we were talking about how great North Carolina was going to be, and then it didn't happen. And this year we're talking about how great North Carolina State's going to be. So. So who knows? Uh, it's always fun. Sometimes I go back and look at the preseason magazines like the next year and just see how close they are in some things. Some they are. Some they're not. Phil Steele is pretty good as far as his projections are concerned, but some of the other ones are not are not very good. It's a lot of fun to read the magazines and read the polls uh, before the season starts. But you know, once the season starts, everybody's got to go out there and line up and play. So uh, we'll see how this season unfolds. Looking forward to some football coming up this weekend, following Major League Baseball as well. The Braves uh, beating up on the the poor Pirates this week, Jeff, and just saw the Yankees knock off the Mets in two games. So Atlanta 
trying to uh, creep up there in the in the NL East. Also seeing the uh, Baltimore Orioles continue to win games. Good win for them last night. They they beat a White Sox team that is hovering around 500, but Dylan Cease has been really good for Chicago this year. So that was a, a nice win by the O's last night, Jeff, as they try to stay alive in that wild card race, and they're certainly in it at this point in the season. So uh, still keeping an eye on Major League Baseball. Got some good races going on here uh, down the stretch. Yeah, no doubt about it, Cliff. I keep waiting for the Orioles to fold, and they're just not folding, you know? It just seems like uh, almost every night they're still winning games, and, of course, they got rid of some of their key players, and they're still winning. So it does a lot about, you know, the replacements who have come in. Some of the guys who are substitutes have now stepped up and played a bigger role. So, you know, we've talked about it all summer. The Orioles are one of the real feel-good stories in Major League Baseball this year. And, Cliff, you mentioned the Yankees, and, Aaron Judge at number 48 last night. What do you hmm. think? You think Judge will hit 60 home runs this year? I think he's going to get there. He's at a just a tremendous pace, and every time you look, it seems like especially when they're in that ballpark, Jeff, he's, he's cranking one out. So, yeah, I, I could definitely see him getting there. And uh, one of the elite power hitters in the game, another elite player in the game, Jeff, uh, has not been seen all year, and that's due to injury and due to suspension. How about the, the Fernando Tatis Jr.? ban uh from baseball suspension from baseball and it's just amazing to me i don't know how prevalent these performance enhancing drugs are are in baseball now because uh it seems like guys are getting caught when they take them and it's just kind of surprising whether he meant to do it or not it's it's kind of crazy for a guy of his caliber and really they you know they're all in with soto and all the guys they brought in he you know let his team down and everything that was a that was a weird story to hear uh last week yeah, it was. It was a sad story to hear, too, Clip. And you're right. Uh, the players on his team, and I've heard a number of former Major League players comment on it, and they're really disappointed when these guys do this kind of thing because the overall majority of them don't do it. Maybe back in the day when the PEDs and the steroids were more prevalent, I think a lot more guys were on it. But now there really aren't as many, I don't think. And so... There's really a feeling among the teammates of these guys that, boy, you really let us down, and uh, you owe us an apology. And uh, I think the the major league players who played in the past, a lot of them feel that way too. So, you know, it's a very unfortunate situation. You you hate to see it, but you know, people are all frail. They're human beings, and they make mistakes. Jeff Charles joining us. Voice, always great to chat with you. Glad you're uh, you're back in town. That means football is almost here, so we're getting ready for it. We'll, uh, we'll be previewing ECU-NC State next Wednesday right here on the show, so looking forward to that. Have a great rest of your week, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, Voice. Sounds great, Cliff. Thanks so much. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jeff Charles, on the Pit Electric Live Line. Pit Electric, your trusted electrical partner since 1981, Eastern North Carolina's premier electrical contractor for the past 40 plus years and pit electric is hiring you can join the team today by going to pitelectric.com. all right let's take a break we'll come back when we return we'll have a bit of a rundown for you to wrap up our number one see what's going on in the world of sports today we'll have uh chandler and i watched hard knocks last night so we'll have a recap of our favorite part of the show from last night you'll be able to hear it and uh, talk about what else is going on on this Wednesday. Pirate football talk. Pretty much the final two hours of the show. We will have our flight by Yingling practice report coming up at 4 o'clock. Here's some media day interviews. 
Patrick Mason will talk about his media day experience and also Stephen Igo, Hoist the Colors, will join us to continue to break down East Carolina NC State and our final position preview of 2022. We have made it to the season and today we'll talk special teams, which could be a key part of ECU football 2022 if they want to be once again a bowl team and a uh, contender in the American. We'll take a timeout, come back, more to go, hour one after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ's has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Rock. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Thanks, Shirley. Looking forward to some fun trivia tonight. I tell you what, round two. I tell you what. I made all college football questions in honor of week zero for college football. It's nothing but college football questions? In round two. And the majority of tonight's game, I would say, is football. Let's go. Because tis the season. Tis the season to be jolly. La, 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 la. I have an update in uh, Pittsburgh. Should you think CJ will answer his phone? Try. Unless he's in the meeting room. What meeting room? Oh, the, never mind. He's off to cover football practice, take some pictures, some vids, and then get interviews later. But I don't know if he's there yet. Or he could be listening and dodging this call. Shall I leave him a voicemail? Just leave him a voicemail if he doesn't answer. Yeah. You know, it's not nice to duck calls during a work day. What if this is an emergency? This is kind of an emergency. Two, five, two. Uh, I shouldn't put his number out there, I guess. All right, well, I'll try to contact him later. Braves lead the Pirates 14-1. to Pirates have two runners on in the bottom of the ninth inning. Other scores, Tigers lead the Giants 6-1 to in the eighth, and the Rangers have a 2-0 lead over Colorado. In the second inning, uh, Miami and Oakland scoreless just getting underway on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Thanks, Shirley. O's are on uh, FS1 tonight, so you might can actually watch them on your telly. Now, if they're on national TV, yeah, you can see them if they're on national TV, I believe. Yeah, like if, if the game was like on ESPN or something, you could probably still see it. Because they were but... on the other night with that uh, game in Williamsport. It was like yes. the Orioles' first uh, primetime game. In a very uh, long TV. time. Yeah, in a long, long time. Uh, but that was a good win last night over Dylan Cease and the White Sox. They play again tonight. You can check it out right here on Pirate Radio. Also, 6 o'clock today after our show, part two of our Players Lounge. We have the Delcor Players Lounge on Monday. If you missed those interviews with the players, you can check them out coming up at 6 o'clock tonight. Uh, last night, Hard Knocks night, and uh, been into it. I- I've enjoyed it this season so far. I feel like I uh, might have got a little stale 
but for whatever reason i like the characters uh i like dan campbell i, I like and i used to watch deuce staley aaron glenn when they played now they're coaches on this team um so it's it's been fun i, I tell you that i haven't seen much of jared goff haven't seen much of deandre swift they don't really have stars i guess aiden hutchinson might be their biggest name and he was just drafted so there's a lot of him but uh it's mostly dan campbell but last night we had a a lot of it has been junk talk between the coordinators or the coaches aaron glenn on defense and deuce staley on offense it's been a lot of deuce staley i think he's come off pretty good on this thing but last night, and a lot of coaches will be going through this uh, this season and probably this time of year, <laughs> he uh, unfortunately lost his voice out there during practice. I, voice. I, just and, to, I actually just talked to one of my clients, Tandy Wilson with Christy, Sidebar, Dap House. She's actually lost her voice. So I just talked oh, to her no. and I told her, I said, we're about to play this clip of a coach from Hard Knocks that has lost his voice too. So it was funny talking to her about that. It was pretty hilarious to see because he still has the mannerisms of a man who is angry and screaming but it sounds like he's whispering so he's in all these running backs faces finger pointing in their face i mean dog cussing them but he sounds like a cartoon character he sounds like a a angry lady screaming on the phone he sounds like an angry librarian (laughs) and uh so shirley let's hit that this is deuce staley i had to beep out quite a bit hope i got all the f-bombs uh but here we go deuce staley from last night's hard knocks that's not what the f- we talk about. That's not what the f- we about. So you better pick this f- up. I'm telling you right now, you better pick this f- up, especially when you get f- tired. Stop feeling sorry for yourselves. That's the f- game. You gotta play when you're f- tired. You gotta play when you f- hurt. Coming back with your f- eyes all big like you're confused. No f- that. Go to the next play. Not f- good enough. How do you take him serious when he's talking like that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> he's doing a screaming whisper in the pitch of a uh, 90-year-old woman. And he was talking to Jamal Williams, one of the running backs for the Lions yesterday. All seriousness. And Jamal Williams did a better job than I would have because he was like, yeah. I, and it was funny because he was saying he responded, yeah, I hear you, coach. I hear you. Where maybe he could not hear him he because he is hear literally whispering he kind of sound like mickey mouse as a running backs coach <laughs> it for the was Lions. sounding like a cartoon it sounded like a cartoon character as a running backs coach for the detroit Lions. can you hit it again Shirley? please we can talk over it but i just love the intensity and the voice that comes out what the f- what the f- that's not what the f- we talk about that's not what the f- we're about so you better pick this up it does sound like mickey you mouse pick up, especially when you get tired Stop feeling sorry for yourself. He sounds like a, a kid that's going through puberty and his voice is just crackling all over the place. Mom! Coming back with your eyes all big like you're confused. No Go to the next play. Go to the next play. Why won't you let me go over to Daddy's house? I did my chores. Mom! I did it. I did my chores. So Deuce Staley, that's uh, and that doesn't surprise me with Coach Staley because he is constantly yelling, he is constantly getting on these players, he's constantly talking junk to the defensive coordinator, yeah, Aaron Glenn, I believe his name is. Yeah. Like he, I mean, he has been the most, uh, 
I guess the most loud, the loudest coach in Hard Knocks. You're so probably far. too young to remember him playing, aren't you? I remember him with the Steelers, late he, oh, okay. when he won a Super Bowl with them. He was. Uh, that was like late in his career, right? I didn't even know he was. Yeah, he was. So he was Steelers 04 to 06. I remember yeah. him as an Eagle, and uh, yeah, he was a good player, South Carolina, and uh, did win a Super Bowl. There's a great trivia question, Chandler, that I don't think I would have got. Who did Deuce Staley win a Super Bowl with? The Steelers. Very good. You're ready for tonight. He was alongside Clinton native Willie Parker. Fast, Fast Willie, Willie, who had an 85-yard touchdown in that game? 75. 75. Uh, and I believe to this day it is the longest Super Bowl touchdown run in history. Are you a Steelers fan? Or the person that sits in that chair automatically knows Steelers history? Yeah. Is that how that works? Or it just it's rubbed off on me. Would you I happen guess. to be a Pirates fan? Because I got an update. <laughs> oh, I'm a big Pirates fan. I'm a uh, big Diamond Bucks fan, but it's ECU baseball, not we, Pittsburgh Pirates. We have gone final in Pittsburgh. Braves 14, Pirates 2. Oh, man. I was hoping you were going to say none. None. Zero. zero. Zilch. I have been uh, enjoying the hard knocks, though. How about yourself? It was great to watch it on the night that it actually comes out last night. I said this to you uh, earlier today, too, and I think you agreed that. So I, I said yesterday I haven't been watching a lot of preseason. I honestly didn't – I thought the Lions had lost week two in preseason for some reason. So as I'm watching Hard Knocks and we've got this great video and drama and the music's building up and it's a tight game down the stretch, I thought they had lost the game, but no spoilers. I didn't look it up. I didn't know what happened, and turns out they won and kind of was a cool moment. When they started highlighting the game with the Colts, which, I mean, they showed the pre uh, – they actually had a joint practice with the Colts, which was very – if you want to go watch it, it was a lot of chirpiness, a lot of fights going on between especially Jamal Williams and the linebacker for the Colts. Jamal but, Williams was, like, way over the top. Yes. That was way too much. Yeah. But I also think that the Colts linebacker was way off, over the top, too. Because did you see on Twitter? They went on. They, they, they took it to Twitter. <laughs> nah. the, the, the Colts linebacker was talking crap on Twitter, and maybe one of those three reps, he got the best of Jamal Williams. But Jamal Williams got him on a block, yeah. and then he held on that last one. But anyway, but when they started highlighting the game with the Colts and the Lions, I was like, oh, crap. Like, I'm, I actually don't know the outcome of this game. So it was interesting watching the documentation of that game. And I actually, at the beginning, I was like, like on the edge of my seat because I didn't know, all right, will, will uh, Dan Campbell and the Lions get their first preseason, preseason win? Clip, they mentioned this last night. It is the first preseason win for the Lions. They had an eight-game losing streak in preseason. So that was their first win in, eight, uh, what, nine games? I meant to throw this out there tonight on Sports Trivia. I forgot to make it a question, but I think a lot of people know it by now. Do you know what team, I think it's at 22 now, what team has won 22 straight preseason games? Uh, I mean, I want... I, they never lose. Uh, the Patriots. No, the Ravens. Never lose a preseason game. The Ravens. 22 I'm straight. I'm stupid for saying the Patriots because the Patriots actually are notorious for being terrible in the preseason um so the the ravens have won 22 straight preseason games wow impressive uh steve hill has a question for you what's up would you like to answer it it depends on the question who has the most rushing yards in a single super bowl most rushing yards yeah in a single super bowl guy you've never heard of before in your life was he a former redskin yeah Riggins? He was a big one-hit wonder. Timmy Smith. 
Okay. Big one-hit wonder in Super Bowls. Some NFL news and notes. Uh, Lynn Dawson passed away, the uh, former. And it's crazy. I, just a couple of weeks ago, it was brought up. I, I said, I think I asked the question, who the iconic picture of the quarterback yeah. smoking a cigarette at halftime, come to find out, it was Lynn Dawson. We found out the day that he has passed away. He has uh, died at the age of 87. Uh, Shaquem Griffin announced his retirement from the NFL. Only four years in. Former Knight. Formerly of uh, yeah UCF. Saw him here in Greenville. Shirley mentioned yesterday that the punter for the Colts uh, was likely out for the season. Rigoberto Sanchez. And there's a lot of athletes, pro athletes. I would just say... 99.9 percent of them i can't relate to but i can relate to this did you see how he hurt himself Mm-mm. he uh he has a torn achilles and he suffered that doing sprints just running which i feel like if That's i brutal if i went to nfl training camp it wouldn't be a play i wouldn't get hurt on a play or a cut because i couldn't even cut i would get hurt you know in warm-ups Maybe stretching. Maybe stretching. Doing simple arm circles. <laughs> but maybe, your, your rotator cuff like literally just tears apart. Yeah. But hey, what's wrong with Brock over there? He's like in excruciating pain. Oh yeah, those uh, those arm circles really got him. He tried to uh, to touch his toes and uh, strained his back. He's out for the year. Uh, but yeah, so doing wind that sprints. Stinks. That really stinks. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so there's a few NFL. Well, news at least he wasn't like. Um, somebody in the past maybe i want i want to say it was in the past like year or two somebody was playing with a kid and tore their acl or tore something that happens uh, in baseball every single day playing with their kid at home stepped on a toy twisted their ankle who was the guy i want to say it was before trevor's story clint barmas maybe because rome used to talk about the stupid baseball injuries all the time i think it was clint barmas and he heard him he was carrying for like deer meat from his freezer it, it was there was the story about deer meat and he like dropped the deer meat and tore his acl or something and uh rome would talk about that non-stop uh so coming up chandler i want you to think about we're going to do this with p mace patrick mason and also si steven igo si sti uh we're going to do our media day superlatives steven so, igloo steven igloo we're, we're going to do uh best interview most intense coolest guy okay uh so we're gonna do some of that with patrick so start to think of some of those uh yourself and i've got my answers already in my head well actually hear some uh interviews uh in hour number two when we return on our flight by yingling ecu practice report chandler what uh so we've heard blake harrell tim dallas chandler handled the defensive side special teams i did the offense what interview would you like to hear first uh, that you conducted? Because I haven't heard all these. So, which one? Uh, you like Emmanuel Hickman, right? I did. I really like. Should him. we lead off with Manny? Let's Hickman? do it because uh, Emmanuel Hickman had a lot of doubt in himself. He said, "I've never done this." He's an experienced guy on this defensive line. He said, "I don't get." Um, I, he said, "I don't get a lot of these interviews." And he said, "I'm sorry if I'm bad." And at the end of the day, I was like, "Dude." You were great. So let's lead off with Emmanuel Hickman. We'll start on the D-line when we return and hear from Emmanuel Hickman and Elijah Morris and have a lot more for you, player-wise, on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. We are back with more after this. 
listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour brought to you by Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington at WashingtonChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency from maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk. Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is Clip Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday, Thursday, 10 a.m. UBE. Limited edition of uh, limited availability of this shirt I'm holding up right now our state with the cool graphic on the back uh you have to go to ube to get these purchase two tickets and uh to our party which is coming up next thursday and you'll get a free t-shirt so two party tickets will earn you a free shirt uh 10 a.m only time we're doing this so if you want one you got to be at ube 10 a.m ube thursday troy d lrb the crew will be there and uh and get your tickets for the party next thursday i get all that I leave anything out. We good to go. I think it's. Uh, I think you covered it, man. Um, How you do? What are you? Uh, what, are you doing about a uh, outfit for the party? You doing anything different? Nah, I, I think I've got like a Southern Tide ECU purple checkered uh, long sleeve button up. That, I'm going <laughs> that is the longest description of a shirt. Yeah. So I'm going to wear that. I think I'm going to wear that khaki shorts. You know what? I might slap on some loafers. Slap some loafs? Are you loaf slapping? I'm loafing it. I'm I'm loafing it next Thursday. Dang, Whether you like it or not, I'm loafing it. I had Uh, no idea it was loaf slap season. By the way, I believe those loafers, because I'm not going to go buy any new ones. I think like the the toes of them might be exposed. So there's a little treat for you guys. Exposed toes? Uh, not fully exposed toes, but like you can tell that it's kind of ripped at the toes. But um, yeah, who cares? It's uh, I'm going to be cutting a rug at the Pirate Radio kickoff party, which is next Thursday, folks. Get your tickets. Justin said, "Snow the front of it," so I will snow, snow it the to f- you. Snow it is the front. a uh, cool Pirate Radio logo on the front. So there you snow. Uh, all right, so maybe some toe action. And then that long description of a shirt. I I had some ideas. I had bright ideas in mind, but uh, never really put them into fruition. So, yeah, I'll probably just wear a black polo. Seems to be my speed. Shirley, are you wearing a ball gown? <laughs> <laughs> Let me think about that. Mm, no. Shirley, you should wear a pantsuit. No. Too hot. I will if you will. Too hot. <laughs> However. However. If I can find the right retro t-shirt because you know i'm a t-shirt girl if i can find the right retro t-shirt i may rock a retro um retro t-shirt i saw a lot of cool uh ones of those when i was looking for some stuff uh mtv nintendo like and then there's a lot of 80s looking shirts out there so yeah i may i may rock one of those but uh for and it would have to be the perfect shirt like i would have to you know it'd have to be really really cool but 
Right. I think other than that, that's about all you're going to get. You know me. I'm not a dress-up a dress kind of person anyway. I mean, the, the most you'll ever see me dress up is a pair of khaki pants and a polo shirt. And that's about as dressed up as I usually get. So... Do we have we have uh, like a red carpet? We're gonna be taking pictures. Like we're gonna have uh, Joan Rivers. Is Joan Rivers still with us? No, she's gone. No, she's His dead. daughter, her daughter dead. is. We're gonna have the uh, ghost of Joan Rivers there and Melissa Rivers on the uh, red carpet. I don't know. Joan Rivers was pretty brutal when it came to fashion. She she would tell it like it is. Wouldn't you she love like to it. hear her tell Troy about his party shirt that he? No, yeah. that I would give anything for. <laughs> I would pay good uh, money for that. That would be good. I just wouldn't want Joan Rivers to critique my whatever <laughs> shirt I'm going to wear. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, let's get to the Flight by Yingling practice report. The next generation of light beer. Don't just raise a glass. Raise the bar. Flight by Yingling. Available wherever beer is sold. And uh, our practice report today, well, we're out there right now. We being Pirate Radio, the crew, uh, Jenny, CJ, and Glenn uh, getting some pictures, video. And then later today... They will talk to Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, and Blake Harrell. So be on the lookout tonight for the uh, the new audio video of those conversations, which will be available on our social media accounts, Twitter, Facebook, and on YouTube. And we'll have the audio version for you coming up Thursday right here. But that's uh, at 6 o'clock when we wrap up this show. Uh, those coaches will be talking. But good news, we do have some audio we have not played yet. And that is from Media Day. 2022 which was saturday at the town bank tower and uh chandler handled the defense and special teams interviews and uh let's hear from emmanuel hickman east carolina d lineman expecting a lot from him and the d line this year let's hear that conversation all right we're here with emmanuel hickman uh emmanuel talk about the competitive factor of camp and how important that is going up into september 3rd the competitive nature that we have on this team is amazing we make each other better every single day that we go out on the field. Um, a lot of us, we come together before practice or whether it be during practice to just talk about games, about uh, schemes and different things that we all get to think about. It's like the other day I was talking about um, Deontay Johnson and Elijah Morris. It's a blessing just to be able to be playing amongst guys who are so football smart. You know, their IQs is amazing. So it gives us that competitive edge to go out to be able to compete at a high level because we know certain blocking schemes we know different type of reads and things like that. So um, the competitive edge that we have on that field and the nature that we just we get to go out there, man, we just we give it all because it was a time where we weren't that good competitively, but now you can't miss a snap. You're an experienced guy. You're a veteran. How comfortable are you in this offseason, in this fall camp, going up into September 3rd from years past? It's, it's almost surreal at the level of, comfortability that I'm at. Um, I have to for sure give just my honor and glory to God just to be able to to be able to pray and be able to just settle in into everything he's made me to be. And um, just being around the guys all the time, you know, they're very um, inspirational. Like we have uh, a core value, inspirational work ethic. Um, so that gives me that extra boost to be able to say like the person that's next to me is going through the same things and they put just as much as time and work into it that I do. So it, just being able to be prepared, like preparation is everything. So, you know, the prior years up until now, um, 
this the, the level that I'm at is just amazing. Like I can sit down, the game is slower. It's not I'm not so edgy. I'm not so intense to go in and be able to say, okay, I'm not gonna mess up. So now I just it's just I can just flow and play. I ca- I talked to Coach Steve Ellis, then I talked to Coach Trip Weaver. Talked about that sharp mentality. For some reason, I thought it was just a secondary thing. Yes. Coach Coach Weaver said, no, nah, it's a whole defensive thing. Yeah. So talk about that mentality. Talk about how important that message is. To you guys. <laughs> the sharp mentality is just uh, we learn the value of a shark has to go and hunt in order to survive and if you're if you're in this game and you're not looking to go and hunt you're going to be the hunting you're going to be the prey so our instincts are just dog eat dog we got to go out there we got to do our thing so shark mentality is you're going to get bit playing with us and we're going to make we're going to make sure you feel it in any way that you, you come at us all right Emmanuel Hickman appreciate, appreciate it man it. Chandler, an honorary shark after talking to all those defensive players and coaches. And uh, you're right, Chandler, for a guy that was nervous about talking, uh, he was a good talker. So shout out to uh, Emmanuel Hickman there. Yeah, absolutely. He was a great interview and kind of because that makes me nervous. I I don't do it. I'm like him. I told him to make him feel comfortable. I was like, well, I don't conduct a lot of interviews. So we're kind of in the same boat. And um, he was like, okay. And so, then he said, do we just become best friends? I said, dude, do we just become best friends? And he's like, yeah, man. Dapped him up and left. <laughs> and uh, But Good no, stuff. great great interview with him. Great talking to a lot of these defensive guys about that sharp mentality because it is preached. Uh, and like I said, I thought it was just a secondary thing, but it is preached up and down the defensive lineup. And you could tell with the aggressiveness of this defense. And I even talked to Blake Carroll about the aggressiveness of his defense as well. So... Uh, back, before we hear more questions from Chandler, there is a question to Chandler, and uh, it is a personal question. Are you fielding personal questions today? Why not? Okay. Jackson says, how many, and I'm going to use the Bryce Williams term that he used yesterday, how many cold snacks is Chandler going to work on next Thursday? Oh, um, to, there's going to be a lot. Uh, as Bryce Williams would say, Hogan's goat will be loose. I was going to say, and uh, I will be searching for Hogan's goat. Well, I was going to do a very conservative number over under seven and a half. Way under, yeah, way over. Dude, that's probably a lock of the century. Nine and a over. half. Now, now you're getting kind of close. No, yeah, I would still go over. Yeah, I so would still go over. A good line would be ten, 10 and, and a half. half. That would be good because I can get to twelve. Y'all are crazy. I can, I can, I can get to twelve. E- I wouldn't say easily, but I can get to 12. I mean, you're talking about a party from 7 to 10, after party at Dirty Dance. At All right, don't pretend like your first one is going to be at 7. You're going to pregame. Well, that's true. Yeah. So we're talking, yeah. 10 and a half. Take the under, take the over, do whatever. But, hey, have confidence in me. Take the over. I'm going at least 11 beers deep. Cold snacks. There you go, Jackson. Cold snacks. Um, here's a here's a question to Jackson from me. Will you be at the party drinking cold snacks with me? All right, and Jackson. Can you go toe-to-toe with me? He answered your question with a question. Going back to Jackson. Anybody? Let's move on. All right. I just saw something that made me very angry. Uh-oh. Uh, uh, rage Room is tomorrow. If we need to, we can open it up today. Nah, but just something I raged about last week. Uh, Tim Healy. Tim Healy writes for, uh, he's a Mets beat writer, Newsday. Timmy Trumpet, who does the trumpets in Edwin Diaz's entrance song, Narco, will be at City Field 
on tuesday so next tuesday he'll throw out the first pitch and if diaz pitches timmy trumpets will play the song live (laughs) jeez louise man wow that has to be the top that has to be like like this has made you mad already but this has to be the peak (laughs) this has to be the peak they've got the guy that plays the song they've got him going to the game and they're saying if edwin diaz steps foot on the mound to pitch yeah as edwin diaz trots to the mound this guy is going to put on a live concert for city field and the fans there that has got to be the peak yeah. of frustration for Clip Rock in this situation surrounding it. Out of control. Completely out of wow. control. I will say I do like... Um, well, they need to have him there at, at Truist or whatever. That's the right. Point. When uh, Contreras comes up to bat. Because that's his song, that needs too. To be his, and, I, and he needs to be live in the uh, ninth inning at Clark LeClaire Stadium when we play the song. It's not Edwin Diaz's song. It's just not, okay? It's that guy's song. He's going to go to City Field and play it live. And you know they're going to get Edwin Diaz on the mound for that game at some point if they're going to bring this guy in for the game. Mm, Well, you say that, but you know who don't give two S's or F's or bleeps about it? Rat rat bleeps? Yeah, rat bleeps. Uh, Buck Showalter. You think he cares about Trumpet Man? No, he don't care about Trumpet Man. I'm sure. Trumpet Trumpet Man! Man! Well done. All right, you've had your situation in <laughs> with the uh, last part. We just uh, kind of topped that right there. All right. Thank you, toppers. Uh, let's stick with the D-line, Shirley, and hear from Elijah Morris. How about a walk-on to a scholarship guy, to a guy you really count on in the middle of that ECU D-line? Let's hear from Elijah. All right, we're here with Elijah Morris. Uh, Elijah, you're an experienced guy. You're a veteran guy. You're an old guy here now. Talk about how camp is going so far. Uh, Camp's been great. A lot of people, you know, when they hear camp, they feel uh, you're here every day. I mean, but it's part of the grind. And, you know, everybody says grind. But, you know, you really got to take camp on with a positive attitude and use it as a chance to help the young guys learn plays and mold yourself, get ready for the season, sharpen sharpen your – yeah, we just talked to Coach Houston. We talked to some of your defensive coaches a while ago, talking about the competitiveness of camp. Talk about how you uh, day in, day out, going against these uh, offensive linemen each and every day and uh, the importance of competing against those guys. Yeah, it's, it's really important. And, you know, uh, during camp, we competed a lot. Uh, we both made each other better. You know, it was always attacking each day. Iron sharpens iron, as the old saying goes. Talk about your roots. You're a Terry Sanford guy. I'm not too far from Fayetteville, so okay. I know where Terry Sanford is. Talk about talk about your roots a little bit and where you come from. Uh, from Terry Sanford High School, you know, uh, most people know Fayetteville for Fort Bragg yeah. in the military, but, you know, uh, it's not better. I'm always a Bulldog. Once a Bulldog, always a Bulldog. You know, I always go back, make sure, talk to old friends, coaches. I still work out on the practice field when I go home during break, so always close to home you wrap up fall camp now it's time to get ready for nc state how ready are you and your teammate teammates ready for september 3rd oh i'm excited you know i can't wait you know we've been smashing each other's face in for the past (laughs) three weeks so you know we really want to see a different color all right there you go that is uh elijah morris joining chan man chandler uh 
I don't know if you're doing this on purpose, but when you go to no, your, I tell you the, I tell you the I'm situation. not talking about what you think I'm talking about right now. All right, go ahead. I'm not gonna say that you need to stop talking, say and talk about. I'm not gonna say that on there. You're gonna say a little bit. I'm not gonna say that. Oh. I'm gonna say Shirley, play the beginning of that one. I heard it too in the other one, but play the very beginning of Elijah Morse again. All right, we're here with Elijah Morris. Uh, Elijah, you're kind of hurting there. You're a veteran guy. You're well, you know what it sounded like? You can cut it, Charlie. It sounded like, all right, we're here down at the Case IH Red Zone. Are you doing a Gary Hahn when you talk to these guys? I don't I don't think so. <laughs> I think you're just coming in strong, and it sounds a little Gary Hahn Play to me. Play it one more time. And, all right, we're here with Elijah Morris. So. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, now, can you do the beginning of Emmanuel Hickman? Yeah, play the beginning of Emmanuel Hickman. All right, we're here with Emmanuel Hickman. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you're no doing, way. You're doing a Gary Hahn. Oh, my God. All right, we're here with Manny Hickman. Let's go down to Tony. Tony. Do, do Luke Larson. All right, here with Luke Larson. Well, it really... So when you said Elijah Morris, you sounded kind of country. Morris. And when you said Luke Larson, you sounded country. I think it's when you're not sounding country and you're coming in strong, you do have a Gary Hahn going. Hmm. Wow. Let's go down to Elijah Morris, Elijah. So it's just something I picked up on. Maybe that's your announcer voice. Maybe, I guess. Could be. That's not a bad announcer voice to have. No. I look up to Gary Hahn. It's, uh, yeah, it's a good one to have. You sounded good. Uh, but, yeah, you do need to stop saying talk about it so much. I started to say a little bit of two. For sure, in terms of. And I think that is just the curse and the karma of trying to mock. Mark Lindsay. OML. He's got a voodoo doll at home. And uh, <laughs> he has he has voodooed your mouth and made you uh, say those things. <laughs> That's not good at all. This man is at home voodoo in your mouth. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Oh, man, in terms of what? In terms of <laughs> voodooing. <laughs> All right, uh, Shirley, let's hear. You want to go, uh, you want more defense or offense, Chandler? You make the call. We just went back-to-back defense. You want to go specialist? Have we gone specialist yet? Let's do it. Who you want to hear from? Let's hear from the Aussie, Luke Larson. All right, let's do it. All right, here with Luke Larson, uh, third year in the program. Talk about this camp and uh, what you're trying to improve on from the punting standpoint. Yeah, so this camp felt different. It was more just keeping the standards as high as possible and trying to always be consistent. Uh, I, I had issues last season with mentally not zoning in when I needed to and, and just taking for granted that, you know, if you can take it that way. So this year was just about appreciating every snap and making sure I made it count for myself. John Young, gone from the program. You are the guy ready to take over those punting, punting uh, duties solely. Does that change your mentality at all, or is it kind of, kind of stay the same? No, my mentality at the start of last season was the same as now. I, I wanted to start. I wanted to be the guy. You know, it turns out that... Yeah, splitting reps wouldn't have been a good avenue last year and it allowed John to perform at his best and you know, now I, I'm going to try and raise those standards. You had a freshman last year. I'm a former long snapper, so I love talking yes. about this position. You lose a guy in Slate Roy, true freshman, started every game, but you get two guys in the transfer portal and Alex Harper and Colby Garfield. Talk about some of those guys, or t- talk about both of those guys and how you guys are meshing right now from a long snapper and to a punter standpoint. 
it just comes down to they're great guys. Like, Alex is actually one of my roommates. Colby is a roommate of Owen Daffers. So they're just guys that have seamlessly transitioned in here. It's there's no they're competing for a position. There's no ill feeling between each other. They're just here to perform and do their job, and that's that's appreciated from the rest of us. So that that's helped. How's your hang time looking? Uh, trying to get some five O's. Uh, there you go. There <laughs> yeah. you go. For those that don't know, hang time is what the time as soon as it leaves your foot. It leaves your foot till it's either caught or lands. So, uh, what do you do to try to improve that? I mean, what, what's the highest you've gone on well, a hang time? Before I got here, I was consistently kicking five to five four balls every ball, uh, and then I got here. We had the COVID, you know, uh, debacle, if you can put it that way. And I put on twenty five pounds and didn't look after my body. The difference in diet over here compared to back home, and I set myself back. And I've spent a good amount of time just getting my flexibility back, being able to hit the ball as cleanly as what I was before I was getting here. So it's not really improving, it's just getting back to a level of consistency. First year we saw you, we uh, we saw your speed. We saw you uh, <laughs> on that fake punt against SMU. Have you increased your speed? Are we going to see some more of that this year? Uh, well, I weigh 25 pounds lighter than what I did that day, so I, I hope that correlates to more speed. <laughs> All right, there's Luke Lawrence. Appreciate you, All right, man. Yes, Thank sir. Thank you. All right, there is the Chan Man with Luke Larson. I do want to say Chandler, like I joke on you a lot. Um, for somebody who doesn't do a lot of these, and you're probably a little nervous, maybe. I don't know if nervous is the word, but you're inexperienced, for sure, in terms oh, no, of interviewing. Yeah, no no doubt about it. I was nervous going into those interviews, but after the first one with Blake Harrell, and then halfway through Tim Doust, I was ready to roll. I think you did a fantastic job. I I like you getting some clout, earning some clout, saying I'm a former long snapper. A pro move. Well, I mean, I just wanted to let the people know. I actually told Tim Dallas, I was like, yeah, I'm ready to talk about my favorite part of football. Oh, I remember Special that. teams. And yeah. he was like, wait, hold on, really? Are you serious? Are you being serious right now? And I had to be like, well, I'm a former long snapper. I'm one of you. <laughs> uh, you're giving tips to the audience who don't know what hang time means. That was good. John Moody gave you a compliment. He says, I like how Chandler ends the interview with who he just spoke to wrapping it up all right that's luke larson and you know what i've i really i'm serious i learned that from you guys here almost everybody especially jeff, jeff charles. charles really jeff charles because and coming up next saturday september 3rd bud light pregame tailgate we'll play uh i'm assuming we'll play uh, some jeff charles interviews with players and stuff yeah. and you'll hear that and i i do remember i take that from that so it's a way to I, take I'm, the coaching. Yeah, so I'm learning a lot with, from you guys. The best in the business. Uh, Redbeard says, it sounds like Chandler... Now, I disagree, but I'm going to bring this up because it would be funny and I want to hear it. He says, it sounds like Chandler is doing his Jeff Connors impression. All right, we're here with Elijah Morse. <laughs> He's about about 6'2", about 260. We're going to try to get him up to about 280 by the, by the end of the season. That would have been funny. They'd they be like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Ask him uh, all weight room questions. What's your favorite? Instead of interviewing this guy, we're actually going to go down to the Murphy Center. We're actually going to do some box jumps and uh, Elijah, ready, go. There it is. On a hop. Coach uh, Jeff Connors there. Chan man, good stuff. All right, so that was Luke Larson. How was your chat with the Daff? The Daffer? Yeah. Um, It was – he's – dude, he's laid back. He's chill. He is chill. Um, good conversation with him. I think the big dog got in a question about his skateboarding skills. All right. Let's, uh, let's check it out. Yes, sir. Let's hear it. All right. We're here with Owen Daffer, kicker. One year in, 
So uh, how comfortable are you going into year two? I'm feeling pretty comfortable. I feel way better than I do uh, did at the end of last camp, just like overall kicking-wise and operation time-wise. Uh, but that's not really important. I need to feel like how I was at the end of last year, and I'm, I'm basically there, so I feel great. That's the biggest thing. I'm a former specialist myself. I used to long snap. What is the day in the My life? My God, of dude, relax. Kicker, long snapper, whatever. Like, what what goes on while everybody else is practicing? What's what's that day like for you guys? I'm really, I'm trying to make sure that I'm uh, in the right headspace. To be honest, if if my body's hurting, then I'll stretch stuff like that. But I'm just trying to make sure I'm I'm locked in to make the kicks at the end of practice because that's when we do uh, our field goal work is at the end of practice. How often do you think about that kick uh, against Navy last year? Uh, be honest. I, I think about it a lot more because a lot of people like to ask. <laughs> so, but I'm, I just want to be able to recreate that and uh, do it again. That's the only reason I think about it. Is there anything you're trying to improve on in the kicking game this year? Uh, just, I just want to be able to make all the kicks. That's really it. If I can make all the kicks that I have a chance to do, that's that's all I'm trying to do. I hate to break from behind the camera. Are you still skateboarding? Of course, I have to. How long have you been skateboarding? Uh, I, I don't like skateboard skateboard, but I have this uh, electric skateboard uh-huh. that goes very fast. It goes probably like 25 miles an hour, maybe like 30, up to 30 pounds. And I, I zoom down the road to get to class. Uh-huh. I'm not changing that because I don't want to have to walk. I'm not going to walk. Talk about the, the 55-year-old punter that you guys have, Luke Larson. Yeah, 67. <laughs> oh, 67, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's... He's a he's a holder too. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, cool. we uh, we've been friends since I first got here, so uh, I'm excited to go to work with him. All right, Owen Daffer, <laughs> Chandler, I think uh, you're you're getting too comfortable, dude. Okay, I, I did all, not realize how much I did that. I mean, and I only did it to the specialist. I didn't, they're just a different breed. Yeah. Okay, well, I have something to say here. You can't call someone who rides an electric skateboard a skateboarder okay that's a poser move that is a poser move as someone who used to ride a skateboard in the traditional sense and i used to ride skateboards (laughs) i was making fun of myself saying i'm a long snapper (laughs) okay but it's such a poser move come on man yeah I'm a longboarder. Uh, okay, fine. You're a longboarder. So you I'm are right now calling out Owen Daffer. I am calling I will out. Say he, I did, am, he clarified, though. He, he said did. himself he that it's he not did. traditional skateboard. It's not a traditional skateboard. A traditional skateboard is a piece of wood with two sets of trucks underneath. Thank you and for I used that. And I used to have one. All and right. those back in the late 80s, early 90s. I used to have the Christian Hosoy wheels, which Ooh, back in those days... Not the Hosoy. The Hosoys, because back in those days, they were the solid white wheels, and they were they were pretty expensive, and I saved up my money to get those trucks, and I was so, so psyched about having them until I broke my board, and my mom said, that's it, you're not getting another board, so... I and broke, the, the I, career I, ended. The career ended. I ollied off my front porch, did not see that there was a cinder block sitting right where I would be landing, and I hit that sucker square in the center, split my board in half. 
I'm such an old dad now. The first thing I thought of when he said he had an electric skateboard that goes 30 miles an hour, I was like, that sounds dangerous, son. <laughs> Please, don't ride that. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to shoot your eye out. But then again, well, I, I don't think... 30 he, miles an hour? He might not. But if you and I got on one of those, True. we probably would. I would need two so I could have one on each foot <laughs> and like tie my feet to them and yeah, maybe handles you know what i'm just gonna drive my car how about that that'll be easy enough that sounds good to me chandler yucking it up with the pirate football team throwing in interjections and cracking jokes about uh luke larson's age and just being one of the guys one of the fellas man and i think that's the biggest thing when i like i I swear i'm not that kind of person that i I boast about myself but like he's not that kind of guy look i but i want to connect with these specialists i understand i want to i want them to know because you know what connect they're out there probably feeling kind of on an island they can't connect with with the running back and the linebacker and i want to be like hey i'm here with you there's somebody out there watching you i might be washed up i might not do this anymore but i'm here with you and i'm ready to talk shop with you that's special man you changed their lives that day they really they i mean that's one more specialist in life that they know like owen daffer's gonna hit a uh, like a game-winning field goal this year and he's gonna lift up his jersey and it's gonna be a like kind of like clinton portis did with yeah sean taylor boy a great example chandler well yeah, not the best example but he's gonna li- he's gonna lift it up and it's gonna be like a picture of me on his shirt and uh Hopefully I'm not dead. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, three days previous, I murdered you. Let's take a break, quickly. Jeez Louise. All right, uh, that was our Flight by Yingling East Carolina practice report. The next generation of light beer. Don't just raise a glass, raise the bar. Flight by Yingling, available wherever beer is sold. That's somebody calling in to complain about the jokes we just made. We'll take a break, come back, have more for you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour brought to you by Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway. 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas, which is the best for boat owners. Country Mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Alrighty, back with you. Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Shirley Rhodes, Chan Man, we got the uh, crew, Jenny, Glenn, uh, CJ, out at ECU practice getting some pictures, some video, and they'll have interviews coming up later today. So stay tuned for those tonight on our social media accounts, as we'll hear from Mike Houston, also Donnie Kirkpatrick, and Blake Harrell. Patrick Mason will be on the scene tonight as well. He joins us from the Daily Reflector. Hello, Patrick. Hello, hello. 
how are you Dude, this sounds good hey yeah we're doing pretty good what about you you all right oh yeah what you need more volume more no i think oh you're in a new good. spot yeah it's i know, forgot it's a little different a little different you got to get used to your surroundings yep uh but we appreciate you being here on this wednesday um for those of you and we still have some uh interviews to get to at some point from media day they're available online you can hear them um all at once if you like to hear all the offensive guys uh and all the defensive guys uh on youtube also we have uh them cut up into individual interviews available for download uh so your apple podcast and your uh spotify android all that stuff but if you missed it and you want a quick recap of ecu football media day 2022 i've really boiled it down to 10 to 12 seconds here so surely let's hear the media day recap year i'm a former long snapper so i love talking about this position i'm a former specialist myself i used to long snap all right i'm gonna talk about my favorite part of football special teams How's are you t- that's the truth you mean that i'm a former long snapper oh shoot okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you serious <laughs> am i serious i think you should be asking yourself are you serious man how are you gonna do this to me <laughs> <laughs> You did this to yourself. Uh, those are your words, not mine. The best was just the utter surprise from. <laughs> are you serious? Are you serious? What are you doing right now, Chandler? I'm doing other stuff. Oh, okay, I didn't know if you were thinking of a reply or uh, are you? So Chandler's busy right now. He's a former long snapper. Yeah, look, you have <laughs> like, to understand. I'm a former long snapper. I'm a special teams guy myself. We got to get that on your business card or a shirt. Former specialist. Yep chandler honeycutt no, no, i just no, wanted just to connect in- i wanted to connect with these guys okay i wanted to say on the front i'm a former long snapper on the shirt yes i do too i want that shirt i would wear that shirt it's got to have a picture of chandler somewhere yeah. former long snapper maybe the o and former like, is if your you look face, up former long is your snapper, round head if you look up former long snapper in the dictionary my picture is right there I'm going to Google former long snapper and see what pops up. Hit that again, Shirley. That was a good recap of Media Day. I'm a former long snapper, so I love talking about this position. I'm a former specialist myself. I used to long snap. All right, I'm going to talk about my favorite part of football, special teams. How's Are you t- that's the truth? You mean that? I'm a former long snapper. <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. You mean that? <laughs> yeah, is this guy? I thought it was funny too. He's like, dude, are you serious right oh, now? I was Lord. like, yeah, well, I have to. I guess I have to say, I'm a long snapper. You need to talk to Google. Go to google.com and talk to them. Go- email google at google.com. Email that and say, I want to be on this list. If you Google former long snappers, <laughs> look at all these people up here. Look at this list, and you're not up there. You got to figure that's out. A shame. That's brutal. You got to figure out how to get your uh, yourself up there. The fact that they don't have former small one A high school long snapper Chandler <laughs> Honeycutt up there is ridiculous. Patrick, uh, you're a, an athlete. You're a swimmer. <laughs> Chandler's curious about your body hair. Former water specialist. It looks like he's grown most of it back. <laughs> former water, former water sports star. Uh, did you mention that, by the way, to the players on Saturday? Uh, I didn't. Didn't come up? No, it didn't come up. <laughs> <laughs> did you go to swimming and diving media day at ECU? No. I, I <laughs> yeah, you I, got I, to I, do I, that. I, I know. I missed Chandler that can help you with some questions. <laughs> <laughs> or basically, This guy's a former swimmer. <laughs> you can't tell now because he's got some hair on his arms and on his face. That's but, right. Uh, so, uh, did you? were you here for media day last year? 
No. No, you weren't. Nope. This okay. was my first ECU media day. I did. Well, let's hear about it, Patrick. How, How it was go? it? First day <laughs> of school. You wake up. Did you buy any new shoes or no, get I, any back to media day gear? I don't know. It, I guess it was just exciting. Um, it was just kind of neat to... I liked how they were all at different tables, and you can kind of just wander around and talk to them at your leisure. I tried to get as many guys as I could. Just really, it was just a good meet and greet opportunity. Like, hey, here's what I look like, and I'll be, you know, asking you questions for the next few months. I mean, seriously, that is a a great part of it. You want to form some sort of relationship. How did you like the part where uh, somebody from Pirate Radio just went up and put up a tripod and a camera right in your face? (laughs) Certainly interesting. I thought I was doing good getting an aisle seat, too, you know, like an airplane. You're too nice of a guy, Patrick. You should have knocked the camera over, just I mean, caused a big scene. I guess it's not like I need to see anything, though, right? Like, I don't need to, like, look at Mike Houston the whole time. Yeah. Uh, Mike Houston, once again, you've talked to him quite a bit this preseason, but really uh, seems upbeat. And I, I say that, and I don't want it to sound like it's false hope or anything, like, because Mike Houston's somewhat honest with us, but man he has been very excited sounding about this football team and what he's built here he really has and like usually i mean every team in america is probably really excited about what they got you know if you ask any team they're gonna right thing but i mean but also kind of taking that in context he does have that he just always has a smile on his face you know and even in in uh press conference settings he's kind of joking around and just kind of having a good time but you could definitely see there's like a serious layer to him for sure, sure. but you know he, it's definitely uh you know a happy guy right now all right let's uh let's do some superlatives uh we talked about it earlier this week uh my my breakthrough interview my my all-star because it was the first time talking to him but it was raekwon boyette the uh the outside receivers coach for east carolina he is a ball of energy and was awesome he actually cursed uh during our interview nice. dropped an s-bomb Shirley, can we hear that real quick because it's pretty close into uh the beginning i think it's the second question raekwon boyette uh from media day what can people expect definitely for the wide receivers on september 3rd in the season i expect us and you can expect us to play with a lot of effort a lot of energy and be able to execute and go make a lot of damn plays for this offense and the biggest thing for us is when I say make plays, people think that for us it's just about catching the football and doing different things when it's in our hands. No, we're going to be the best damn blockers in the country. And I put, I put a lot of energy into what they do. They put a lot of energy and pride into what they do. And I feel really confident that we have the ability to do that. Now, again, I can say that right here sitting here. I know that. We have to go out and prove that and put that on the field to make those words true. Just judging off that uh, quick, brief conversation, I can feel the energy from you. Yes, so, uh, not too far removed from your playing days, I guess. So, uh, so how excited do you get out there at practice? I get excited, man. But even though I'm not too far removed, my body feels like I am, right? So, I get excited. I get it. I get um, have a lot of energy. And by the time, once I finish practice, I'm drenched. I have to rehydrate my dog on self. I have to get myself back into the mode to be able to watch film and continue out through the day, man. But I think football coaching is about energy. And one of the qualities is about energy and great energy and not anything fake. That's one of the things Coach Houston is really high on that we're high on here. We don't want nothing fake. Everything around us and surrounding East Carolina will be real. And the energy is real. Isaiah Winstead comes in. It sounds like uh, he has looked the part as advertised. Coach Kirkpatrick said he has to kind of calm himself down sometimes. He's like, so, so what's it like working with that guy? It's awesome. It is flat out awesome, man. I have not worked with a cat like this. Um, 
Man, shoot, my apologies. Shoot, and, and, uh, and I don't know when, man. And what I mean by that is the mentality. And the- He's fired up. He's ready to go. That sounds like football. A couple it? of D words, dropped an S bomb. Uh, he is. Uh, he's ready to roll. So he was my uh, all star, Chandler. You're not the only one. I just talked to our next guest, Stephen Igo. He said he cussed like three or four times when he talked to him, too. <laughs> I like it. More cussing in press conferences. I know next year Chandler's so comfortable now. I'm going to start cussing. Look, I'm a former. I'm a damn long snapper. <laughs> you, you understand me? <laughs> uh, so, Boyette, as far as the coach goes, got my, my all-star best interview. Chandler, who was your best interview from Saturday? Probably Steve Ellis. Okay, and we haven't heard that yet, have we? I don't think so. All right, nice. Something to look forward to. Patrick, uh, who was your best interview? It's really funny you say that, Chandler, because I was going to say Steve Ellis as well. I mean, he talked he talked not just to me, but to my soul. <laughs> yeah, because he, he was sort of the same way with me. I just felt like a really big passion for that, and he was just he was really excited. Maybe because not many people were over at his table, but he was fired up. Talking. He wanted to talk to somebody. He did. <laughs> uh, how about player-wise? Who was your uh, – did you have an MVP? You know, I guess what most stood out – probably the most intense guy um was elijah morris he was i mean just some of the just the kind of words he was using was unique he i think he used the word abuse a couple different times just how he wants to you know finally hit someone else besides his teammates um so that really stood out to me for sure was just just the way he kind of carried himself did you talk to nashad strother i did not how about parker moore yes all right parker both of them just sound like adults when you speak to him strother uh, especially he just sounds like a, a professor you're talking to but parker you kind of tell he's an older guy when you talk to him right yeah when i walked over to parker i almost felt like i was the one who's kind of like all right i'm here like you know where do i go stay at like he, he was just kind of almost seemed like he was like the guide for the day and he was just kind of hanging out but it, it was really cool because he said you know he's been in different stops so when he came over here he really wasn't sure what to expect and he said within the first week he felt like he was here for years which i mean I thought that was just really cool. Yeah. Uh, also, I talked to Holton Naylor's. I'm out of questions, really, for Holton, although I did kind of pick up something new that I hadn't talked much about him uh, with about him this offseason. He says he's got a lot of control, and I think he said free reign, pretty much free reign to, you know, check off, audible, things like that. So, at this point, I, I'm out of questions for Holton, but, like, <laughs> did you uh, ask these guys uh, that – You've kind of been able to talk to, you know, previously uh, things you weren't able to ask, you know? Yeah, um, you know, you mentioned Holton. He said that, too. He can, you know, has some more rain at the, the line of scrimmage. I actually talked with Noah Henderson a little bit um, last year, and we were both in D.C. for that bowl game, and I was outside the, the team hotel, and me and him were just talking for, like, 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> so it was kind of cool to reconnect with him um, the other day. And Another very mature young man. Yeah, he was. And he was, you know, really excited to actually get a, a healthy season under his belt and start playing. And he I mean, he looks huge and ready to go. So Yeah, that, and was, that part cool. is huge, too, because his thing was like a lingering deal. Like, it wasn't something that he could sit out and get right. He just had to kind of fight through it. Sounds like now, though, he's he's ready to roll. Yeah, and it sounds like he almost is approaching this year like he's got a new lease on his football life. I and mean, he said even practice days when he was miserable outside weather-wise, he was just so excited to be there. Uh, Chandler described Owen Daffer as chill. Like, who's the most laid-back guy you want to hang out with and watch a White Sox game? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I'm sure he's not laid-back at all, but uh, Demel Hickman I had a good conversation with. Okay. Um, he, he just kind of seemed down-to-earth and – um, but I know he's pretty much anything but chill kind of on the field. But I hate to use one of our Pirate Radio guys, but, I mean, Rajay Harris is like the chillest guy ever. He's funny. <laughs> he's got a good personality. Like I could see us hanging out. We were talking about the 49ers and 
commanders and like like watch a niners commanders game yeah and i mean he would talk a lot of junk because he's already doing that but uh seems like a pretty cool dude yeah roger uh didn't mean to cut you off but roger he almost like breaks the fourth wall a lot like in practice because he'll turn to us and just make a, a quick comment and then go back to his drill <laughs> like it's just kind of funny kind of seeing him interact and to see how comfortable he is and what he's doing and credit to mike houston's coaching staff for bringing in these guys i mean not a bad interview in the bunch not a, a bad guy in the bunch we talked to so kind of cliche and old and hokey but seriously uh great group of dudes yeah good good bunch as, <laughs> as mike houston would say yeah definitely well spoken and you know you could definitely tell that they're a bunch you could tell that they're all they kind of have a shared goal this year at least I, mean, I don't know how much that really means but it's definitely they're all kind of pulling from that same end yes sir uh patrick mason joining us we'll take a time out come back we'll talk more ecu and nc state and wrap up hour number two of pirate radio live here on a wednesday back with you after this to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour brought to you by Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington at WashingtonChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 58,000 followers today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, Patrick Mason and I have a rando conversation. It stemmed from Sean Armstrong's uh, Cleveland jersey hanging in the hallway here at Pirate Radio. A sweet throwback jersey. And then my mind went to the turn ahead the clock jerseys from 1999. A little before your time, I go, can you hear me talking? Yes. Did Ken Griffey Jr. wear his hat backwards during the game in the turn ahead the clock uniform? I, I, I think he might have. Uh, but anyway, he looked cool in them. A lot of people look foolish. <laughs> but uh, if you're unfamiliar with what we're talking about, uh, check out the turn ahead the clock uniforms. And guys are out there wearing sleeveless jerseys with no shirts under them, and it looks like a different sport almost. So... Every now and then, baseball will do something wacky. They had the Field of Dreams game recently and also the uh, Williamsport game the other night as yeah. well. So, uh, it's cool to see. All right, P-Mace, back to football. Enough baseball talk. Thank you. Orioles no. beat the White Sox last yes, night. No more baseball. Who is Dylan Cease, by the way? He's a good pitcher for the White Sox. I'm aware of that. Yes. Like, is this his first? I haven't heard much from him until this year. Has he uh, been around? Yeah, I think his first year maybe was that 2020 year. Okay. Um, just kind of came up for a little bit. But he was, the Cubs actually <coughs> traded him to the White Sox um, as part of the Quintana and uh, Eloy Jimenez trade. But uh, yeah, Dylan Cease has just been awesome. Yeah. You know, that, that uh, Astros-Verlander-Cease matchup was pretty cool. How does it feel? I, I know I said we're going to enough baseball, and now I'm going to ask you baseball questions. Um, how does it feel to lose to the Orioles? Because if I told you before the season the White Sox were playing important games in late August and they're losing to the Orioles, <laughs> you'd be like, "This is terrible." But like the Orioles keep winning, yeah. So it's like it's not. 
They're 64 and 58. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. In a very tough division. And you probably follow the games and you're like, who are these guys? And they keep winning ball games. They just do a lot of good things right. I think this is maybe the second or third time the Sox have played them. Like the Orioles, are, they'll take the extra base on you. They'll, you know, stop you from taking the extra base. They run hard. I mean, it's just a, it's a team that's like the exact opposite of what the White Sox are right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, White Sox, just like every conversation we have with Patrick, are right around 500. Yep. One game over 500. And I haven't looked at the standings in a while. Ooh, four games back now. Yeah, of think, the Guardians. I think the O's are chasing Seattle's maybe yeah. the nearest, but there's a few teams up there. But it's crazy that they're in this race. Yeah. Uh, you can hear that game tonight right here on Pirate Radio. And the O's are so dang good, they're putting them on FS1 tonight, uh, wow. 7 o'clock. Patrick, you should come out to sports <laughs> trivia at AJ's, hang out and watch it. That's right. It's got to be that Sox boost, right? You know, everyone wants to watch Is that it. what it is? No. They want to see if La Russa <laughs> does something funny? Yeah. Maybe that's it. <laughs> All right, uh, Pirate Football, we are a week and a half away. Again, I'm at the point now where I'm kind of tired of talking about it. From the ECU perspective, we will dive into the state perspective some on Thursday's show when we welcome in uh, Corey Smith from 24-7 Wolfpack Sports, Pack Pride. He'll join us on the program. So uh, we will talk some Wolfpack football on Thursday. But how about you from the uh, the ECU perspective, Patrick, uh, as we come out of fall camp? Were, were any of those questions we had going into fall camp answered, in your opinion? Um, I think so. I mean, they're, they're definitely in the process of being worked out. I think they have a good idea of, of what they want to do. Really, I, th- I think when this, we talk about this game coming up, it's just really important, I think, for a lot of the – like they talk about all, all summer about these experienced veteran players just knowing what to do. Like we, we need to see really good performances out of those guys. I mean, that, that's kind of a given. Um, and Because you got to give some of these guys time, I think, too, to get some game reps, some of these newer guys to really get going. I guess it might be unfair to ask them to be it. 100% and get going right away from the start. I think it's important for the guys we know to do well, but also I think we're going to be counting on Isaiah Winstead and Jalen Johnson yeah. and maybe Washington at corner, like some of these new guys. So, And they're they're veterans. They're not young guys, but they are young to the program. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be counting on them. I was talking to somebody earlier today who – I'm trying I try not to get too fired up and too, you know, purple glasses going into a season, but he said, Man, I've been out there, they got Winstead out wide, CJ beside him in the slot, Jones on the other side, and then Jalen Johnson on the outside, and everybody's six foot plus and <laughs> I it starts to kind of get you excited about about the weapons. And uh, of course there's two guys in the backfield. So uh Holden Ayler's just gonna have his options this year. I'm I'm very anxious to see what Winstead looks like when the lights turn on. I'm very excited about him. I think it's going to be interesting, too, because, you know, like we played that clip, um, the wide receivers coach talking, like that's that's what he was telling me, too. Like they're really focusing on blocking, too, and yeah. some of the running backs. Like I wonder if, like, how this offense is going to look early on. Like are they, because they do have two dependable running backs. They got a reworked offensive line. Like I'm, I guess I'm just curious, like, are they really just going to try to control tempo and run the ball? Or are they going to try to show off a lot of these pieces early? I think it'll just be interesting to see in the first couple of weeks for sure. Patrick Mason joining us. You'll be out there uh, this evening? Yes. All right. Uh, Q&A with Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Harrell. You can check that out. Pages of the Daily Reflector, reflector.com. Patrick is also on Twitter. Doesn't use it much, but you're <laughs> out there. I, I think the one of the last things I tweeted, it was kind of going back to baseball, was the Albert Pujols. I was, uh, you know, he's kind of chasing 700 yeah. homers. I hope he comes up a little short and comes back next year and just 
you know, it's a, a silly kind of thing going for it. And the Cardinals have to put him in the lineup, yeah. and he's hitting like 120. Right, like a Mr. 3000 movie remake. Yeah. Wow, that is a reference I didn't think you would. <laughs> Wait, you know what? Never mind. I was thinking of Mr. Baseball yeah, with Tom old... Selleck okay. when he said that. Yeah, Mr. 3000 is Bernie Mac, and I don't think I ever saw that movie. Oh, you need to. Do I? Yeah, it, it's, it's a good movie. All right. I'll take your word for it. I also forgot, Patrick, that we were meant we uh, were supposed to look up your old tweets. We still got to do that. Ooh, that's right. <laughs> we'll do that one day. <laughs> Archive Wednesday. I guess we'll save that for uh, a January post football discussion. Yeah, like or a, a, a bye week. Bye yes. week discussion will be Patrick's old tweets. Uh, Patrick, thanks for hanging out. You're welcome to stay. We're going to introduce Igo here. Go in as a caravan. <laughs> it's uh, it's up to you if you want to <laughs> stick around. Uh, we will take a timeout, come back. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live. In that hour, we've got a giveaway for you. We've got our final position preview. We'll be talking special teams. And we will pick the brain of Stephen Igo, talk all things ECU football when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with Kinetic Physical Therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, then Kinetic Physical Therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy, all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit kineticptgreenville.com for more information. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All righty, Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Igo is fired up. I like getting a chuckle out of Igo, and I saw him chuckling at this earlier. Shirley, give me the 2022 ECU football media day recap. Oh, hold on. All right. I'm a a former long snapper, so I love talking about this position. I'm a former specialist myself. I used to long snap. All right, I'm going to talk about my favorite part of football, special teams. Are you – that's the truth? You mean that? I'm a former long snapper. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. (laughs) Douse's response where he's like, oh, shoot. Okay is the best part, man. He's like, hey, one of us. You and Douse are boys. Have you all grabbed a brouhaha since then or – no, but uh, I think we're going this Friday. All right, have fun out there. Get him before the season starts. So. Steven Igo is here. Igo, guess what we got to do? <laughs> Our well, damn you, intro. You want to go grab a beer down the street <laughs> God, while yes. I was played? This is a fun idea. I'm going to start cussing like Raekwon Boyette. <laughs> this is a fun idea in June. Uh, we got to hit it. I mean, we could talk over it, I guess, but Shirley, go Just ahead. Just roll it. Yeah. <clears throat> I go. I go, I go, he's the one you know. It's only three minutes. I go, I go, I go, I go. And I go has got to leave I early go. to go to practice, and we're doing he's this. I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. He's good at MLB, the show. Used to be. 
I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. Where did Chandler go? He's out long snapping. He's a former long snapper. I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. I'm long snapping right here, bro. I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. This song continues to grow. Unnecessarily. I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. Can we just get back to the show? Please. <laughs> I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. Hi, this is Michael Rashko. That was fantastic. A minute and 50 seconds I left. Go, All right. I go, I go, I go. We're almost halfway done. I go. Dave Doran lost to Coach Mo. See, that's a fact. People yeah. need to remember. I go, I go, I go, I go. That's really good, Chandler. I go, I go, I go, I go. I'm a former, I'm a former singer. I go. We should have Corey Glor saying hello. That's a good idea. I go, I go, I go, I go. Will he do it? I go. Hello. He did. How much longer? I, I go. I made it in 10 I seconds. Go, I go. <laughs> I go. Oh, this part's this in part's in slow-mo. Thank God we had a slow-mo part. <laughs> just what we needed. I go, I go, I go, I go. Oh, man, I just thought I of an go. idea. Score! Sebastian Ajo! Maybe I could speed it up. I yeah. Go, go with the fast version. Yeah. I go, I go. And then the slow-mo will be go. on. He's back in studio. Here he is. I go. I go, I go, I go, I go. CJ, you're up. I'll take Hunter Renfro. Nice yeah, pick. Fantasy football. Nice pick. Yep. I go. Hunter catches thousand yards last year. I go. I go. I go. I go. Naughty by nature. I go. I go. I go. I go. I go. Oh, I stubbed my toe. <laughs> I go. I go. I go. Steven, how was the payoff there? I was expecting a little more. <laughs> I mean, I, come you know on. what's even worse is I asked Clip, I said, was that dramatic enough or do I need to be a little more dramatic? He was like, nah, it's fine. <laughs> no, it's one fine. take. Yeah, no, and I love the cartoon noise. Like, I, I, it was, right. That was good, Shirley. I mean, there's only uh, I think so many it, things that rhyme ago. I feel like it made it faster with us ad-libbing it, too. Yeah, it uh, didn't I feel hurt. Like it made it slower. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just about time to take a break, but I guess uh, we'll get something in this segment. Steve-O, Media Day Superlatives. Your MVP was who? My most valuable player of Media Day. Wow. Most valuable participant. Most valuable participant. You know, I really, not to go into a, <clears throat> a diatribe here, but... Oh, this could take a while. I really we try not to have segments that take too long on the show. Right, right. So right. if you could speed it like up. Like four-minute yeah, intro videos <laughs> or intro songs. Yeah. Um, I miss the days, and you know, I don't think it's anybody's fault necessarily, but where we did, where we had more than 15 minutes yeah. to do the assistant coaches because we used to be able to talk to all of them yep. and kind of at length, and now it's like I only got to three. Um, you know, you guys have mentioned Raekwon Boyette. I think he's the obvious candidate. You know, Steve Shankwire is always good. Question, did you talk to Donnie? 
No, I <laughs> he didn't have time. Avoided Donnie. I was going to say, no, it would take the entire time. Yeah, I, and we have a great crew here. And shout out to Chan Man. He is a former long snapper, but uh, did a great job. So we were able to split it up. I go, you were. This is kind of a solo act as far as asking questions, right? Yeah, like so, I had a couple of interns doing video, social yeah. media stuff, but I mean, it's just... You're right. It is quick, man. And, you know, the players for 30 minutes is good. Like, I got to most of the players, and, you know, I'd probably say um, Nashad Strother. Yeah, that uh, was know, the first time I've talked to him. Yeah, I mean, I haven't talked to him really either either night or uh excuse me not either night so i was just reading text message hang out with guys during the nights i got a text message that said either night so it messed me up at the same time that happens i I was supposed to say either year that he's been here uh previously but i did cover him recruiting and i remember him being very and a very astute individual very mature very mature and he was mature then coming out of high school and so i knew he'd be a solid interview um Demel Hickman was also solid because I wanted to do a piece on his kind of maturity. It's hard to believe he's in his fifth year mm. and he's now, you know, getting the chance to potentially start at cornerback after sitting behind Jaquan McMillan, <laughs> as uh, he told Chandler. Real quick on Hickman, I I I was kind of trying to boot him out. I go, let's bring in, uh, let's put in Washington, let's right. put in one of these new six two six three guys they got back there. Uh, and I remember you saying early on that, you know, he he might have a spot here on the defense. How about an update on Corner and Hickman specifically? Well, I think your top four are going to be uh, Malik Fleming, for sure. He's going to start. And then the other spot kind of comes down to Hickman, Jawan Powell, Apree Washington. The guy to keep an eye on, though, is Isaiah Brown-Murray, freshman. IBM. From uh, Huff High School. You know, I, I true talk, freshman. True freshman, wow. but he was in for spring ball and – you know, talking with some guys the other day, like Jaira Wilson told me that he's been really impressed with uh, IBM. Kind of built similarly to Jaquan McMillan, a little bigger, but still not big by any means. He just covers people well. And, you know, if you're a freshman, you can play corner because it's more about coverage than physicality. I mean, you want to be physical, but if you can cover somebody, you can cover somebody. So, uh, but I think more than anything, it'll be those four guys. And I do expect Demel Hickman, whether he's in the starting lineup or not on September 3rd, to play significantly because I feel like he's to the point where he's practiced well enough now. He's proven he deserves that shot, and now he'll get get his opportunity in a game. And then you see how he responds from there to kind of, you know, because some guys are gamers. Some guys aren't. And so you just kind of have to figure out who is, who isn't by putting him in that, in that role. All right, good stuff. Uh, Hickman, one of your stars. By the way, I did enjoy the interview with Jaira Wilson. Folks can hear that. Go to hoistthecolors.net. I have not heard uh, Tegan Wilk yet. I'll check Tegan that out. Tegan Wilk, very, uh, very astute individual as well. And he talks about his tattoos. Uh, is that your word of the day? Astute. <laughs> yeah. Intellectual. You're a fan of astute. Um, shout out, and I'll say it again. Shout out. Kind of corny, I go, but uh, Mike Houston's brought in a good bunch. There's some good dudes, right? Let's just compare, and not to like rag on the guys in 2019, but try and compare the vibe of like 2019 media day to this year's media day. Yeah, it was just it's night and day, and it is so refreshing. It really is, you know, college athletics these days. You have so many guys transfer in and out, and there's still some transfers that like have come in that we've gotten to know. But like, it's so refreshing to actually get to know the players, see them develop. They're going into their third, fourth, fifth year. You know, we've, you know, we haven't created like a 
a bond for life with them, but we do have a relationship with them. So they know they know what to expect from us. We know what to expect from them. That allows them to be more comfortable in interviews. Uh, that allows them to be more comfortable off the field. You guys have done a great job with the players' lounge, allowing you know fans to get to know the players more, and, and it's just so refreshing for them to be able to open up and for us to be able to see what type of people they are because they really are. Uh, there's there's a ton of good people in that locker room, and that's a you know it's a cliche to say you got to have character when a uh, coaching staff is going to recruit somebody, but. Uh, this coach's staff really has put together a, a strong locker room as far as character. And not to be a horn tutor, I'm not a former long snapper, <laughs> but uh, things like this are cool. Bryson Worrell, we're at, I think it was that uh, Monday when it was announced where they were going to be, you know, hosting a regional, super regional. But Bryson doing interviews, and I heard him tell Cliff Godwin that, you know, being on the radio has helped him with interviews. And that was cool to hear. Monday, Keaton Mitchell says, first day of class. He hates public speaking. He had to go up in front and talk and uh, said he was a little more comfortable just from talking with us. So that kind of stuff is uh, is cool to hear. I, guess. I remember talking to Keaton Mitchell after the Appalachian State game last year, and he was not comfortable at all. Like he just was not. Because I don't know if we had ever talked to him. You know, During the COVID year, we didn't really talk to anybody. So you have to think he came in as a freshman that year. Had a pretty good year. We don't get to talk to freshmen until yeah. Mike Houston allows us mm-hmm. anyway. And, yeah. and that's how most programs run it. But basically, he had probably never done an interview of that magnitude. So, And I, I don't even think he wanted to do an interview really when he committed, maybe a, like a short one back in high school. So he just wasn't comfortable. Yeah. We could gauge that. And to see him kind of be as comfortable as he is with you guys on the air, as comfortable now on media day that he, as he was, it's, it's good to see. And, you know, I think it was – Troy, who said, you know, if he has the type of career he could potentially have, he's going to be answering questions a long time. So he needs to get this experience. It's good yeah. for him. I got good stuff. Let's take a time out. No time to waste. We got to do a special teams preview. So we'll do that when we return. We'll also, you know what, Shirley? You want to do it right now? Let's open up the booty bag. Let's not open up the booty bag right now because that's a terrible idea. We'll do it after the next segment when we return as Shirley's doing double duty. We're back with you after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with our customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Live, Steven. I'm a Braves fan. Jeez. Jeez. Hey, dumb questions, especially from smart people, astute people like you, Steven. Steven, I go hoist the colors here. Steven Igloo. Sorry, Steven Igloo. I've uh, never watched a postseason baseball game. 
Never? Oh, that's right. The oh, Mar- that's right. The Mariners <laughs> never make it. Yes, that is correct. That was years. a great self I've been waiting joke. 20 years. Yeah. Oh, this is the year, though. Stop it. All right. They're losing to the Nationals right now, so. Wow. <laughs> Did you hear that, Chandler? How They're losing to the Nationals. On the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update, one nothing. The score, I'd love to watch it, but we can't the watch Buccaneer. Nationals games. So you can't watch the game. I can't. That's why I'm watching on Game Tracker. What an absolute shame. Let's Joke. take a look at the standings with the Orioles winning last night. They are still two and a half behind the Mariners and uh, the Blue Jays. They're chasing as well. Tampa Bay Rays. Although that, okay, so Mariners are like basically tied or a half game behind the first spot. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that the three wild cards – are going to be the Rays, Blue Jays, and Mariners. I mean, all respect to the Orioles. The, the good thing for the Mariners is the Orioles and Rays and Blue Jays should beat up on each other. The Twins, yeah. White Sox, and Guardians should beat up on each other. So if uh, Seattle can just take care of business and beat the Nationals and these other crappy teams they face, and they should get in. It would be good for them to get a home playoff game, though. Which the top wild card. The top wild card gets to host the three-game. It's the best of three, series. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the format this year. All right, uh, let's fire it up. Let's uh, talk special teams. Shirley Rhodes. What's your favorite position? Special teams. That's cool with me. It's not my favorite, but I'll do it for you. I go three sides of the ball. Offense, defense, special Special teams. teams. You know what I mean? If you think about it, isn't a football split into, I guess it's four. Like four panels. Yeah. This is my favorite part, the special teams. Oh, Chandler. Oh, we got to welcome Chandler Honeycutt in. I tell you what, let me just step out of the studio. And, uh, <laughs> this is my favorite This is my favorite phase of the football, or side of the football. Surely, we, we got you, a former long Would Chandler snapper. be an expert, you think, in this topic? I mean, do we? Do we have evidence? I'm a former long snapper, so I love talking about this position. I'm a former specialist myself. I used to long snap. All right, I'm going to talk about my favorite part of football, special teams. How's Are uh, you? T- that's as truth? You mean that? I'm a former long snapper. So. Oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I feel like as you're saying, that you're like flashing a car like a badge or something that you got id oh no what i'm doing is i'm showing my old highlights i, I <laughs> flip out my phone i'm like here's my highlights uh you know what we forgot to do during this position preview run i go uh yes, we forgot to google what that is right yeah that was last year's thing though i want to bring back last year's thing <laughs> that was hilarious so i'm just gonna google what are special teams what are the four types of special teams kickoff unit punting unit punt return kickoff return what about field goal block? Yep. Google lets you down, man. Google always lets you field down. Field goal protection, I guess. You know, nobody, you know, just send the kicker out there. <laughs> just by himself. Nobody in front Snapper, of Snapper, holder, kicker. All right. Uh, Steven, do you know what team was number one in the country in uh, kickoff return last year? North Carolina State. That is correct. Well done. Can't get anything past you. I uh, I like this. I go. We were talking to the players Monday, Delcor Players Lounge. Xavier Smith, Jeremy Lewis, Miles Berry, all said they were going to be a part of teams, teams, kick coverage, uh, punt coverage, perhaps. Uh, has Mike Houston been doing that? Yes. Uh, okay, so he likes to put his best on the field. Not, I mean, maybe not to the extent that I've seen this year, but he's definitely like you've always seen guys like that on at least one or two core special teams units, such as the four ones that Google listed. And, you know, the field goal block, field goal blitz, you're going to see mainly linemen. Um, 
but you, you just have to have enough athletic linebackers, safeties, DBs. Like Lewis is a perfect guy you want on special teams. Long, fast for his size, good tackler, good in space. So he just makes a lot of sense on special teams. I was saying him from the rush in, you know, that'd be pretty scary to take a hit. But him with a 30, 40 yard head start, yeah, pretty, pretty scary. Not a guy you want a uh, a piece of, that's for sure. So, um, you remember Skip had the, uh, and it was before your time covering the team. But do you remember him talking about the, we got to turn to the dirty dozen? Oh yeah, those were his yep. special teams guys mm-hmm. that were, if I recall, not starters on They're the defense. Just mainly special teams. Yeah. I mean that's kind of the role you embrace. And there's there's going to be guys on this team. You know, we've heard the coaches that have kind of mentioned like kind of mentioned guys like Devin King. And he's probably a third string safety right now, but he's a great athlete. Demetrius Mooney made Demetrius a name Smooney. on special teams last year. You know, Demel Hickman's been a guy that's done that, so you're probably going to see some backup corners. Like you just see a lot of DBs and linebackers that aren't necessarily starters fill those roles. How about uh, kickoff? Owen Daffer did he handle the kickoffs last year? He did. Remind me. So uh, you feel good about him? Can he get in they've, the end zone? They've been having a competition. I, I have not asked nor really seen. You know, I would assume they would roll with Daffer unless one of those other guys has just made a a big leap in terms of just being able to put the ball in the end zone consistently. So that that to me is a concern because Daffer did not have a very high percentage on touchbacks last year and they did allow two kickoff returns, four scores. Huh. I do know they have put a lot of work ow, into um into special teams and like in into improving that. They've maybe switch some things around to allow them to be more consistent in terms of coverage all right let's talk punting briefly so john young out luke larson in luke larson's been in the program we've seen him punt before he was pretty honest uh with chandler in that interview once chandler told him he was a former long snapper i think it allowed luke to really open up knowing that you know he can trust right. a guy like chandler but he talked about how he and you don't really think about it with punters, but he talked about how he was kind of gained weight and needed to get back in the right shape and all that stuff. So I don't know if he's maybe more committed now than he was previously. I think it's fair to say that. I mean, if you look at his freshman year in 2020, he was a pretty big punter. Yeah. I mean, we saw him rumble on that fake punt. But I think, you know, he's just he's always had the leg, and he's always been able to rugby punt and traditional punt. They just need him to be more consistent. Uh, he's a guy that has always had talent, and I, I think making that transition from Australia to ECU as a freshman during COVID was a challenge for him. You know, you're getting used. To, imagine going to a completely foreign country as an older student and getting used to everything during the midst of a pandemic. Like that's got to be a challenge. So uh, I just think he's finally more comfortable now. And I think last year he could have gone out there and had a productive season, but John Young was just a little more consistent um, in terms of operation time consistency. So this is going to be Luke's year, and, and I think he'll be a solid punter. Check out the ECU football Twitter uh, feed if you haven't already to check out the Luke Larson uh, mic'd up. That was pretty entertaining. Also, I believe I saw a uh, – is he rugby style 100% I go, or does he punt traditionally as he well? He does both. Okay. So depending on the sitch? Yep. Right. Or he can do both. He is also the holder on this team. Uh, so there's uh, – who was holding last year? Was that – That was John, John Young. Young. John Young. John Young. So Luke Larson will be holding this year. Uh, Chandler, we've been waiting for this moment for so long now. I'm not going to ask Igo. I have no input on it. 
tell us what is going on with the ecu long snapping situation well at first i thought it was alex harper that was going to take the reins uh in absence of slade roy who has gone to greener pastures in the sec i wouldn't say that do you know for sure they're greener pastures they sucked last year. Do they go to a bowl? No. I think the I think the conference in itself is greener pastures. You think the SEC is better than the American? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. And uh, anyway, but crazy. He started all twelve games uh, last year for the Pirates as a true freshman. You get got a guy in Alex Harper, former Eagle, NC Central Eagle. Who I thought was Philadelphia Eagle, former Eagle. <laughs> I don't know if that's who the way was going to. Subscri- I thought coming here and take the reins at Long Snapper, but apparently there's two transfers. There is another transfer. There is another transfer portal Long Snapper in Colby Garfield, uh, and as as of right now, what I do know is those two are battling it out. Wow, we got every battle. time I go to practice, those guys are literally fighting on the field, <laughs> and they're battling. They're they're doing thumb wars. They're doing uh, arm they're wrestling. Chess. And they're just over there on the turf. Everyone else, the rest of the team is on the the other practice field, going team on team. These guys are on the turf field, just on the ground. Mike Houston is crazy. Oh yeah, he loves to compete. Uh, And and those guys are they're battling their freaking tails. They're a good bunch. They're a really good bunch. We Um, we got a really good. So do we have an answer? Who's starting uh, week one against NC State? I don't know because I think I've heard. I mean, I talked to Luke. I talked to Luke Larson, my buddy. And he said that both of those guys are doing good right now. So I guess there is a competition there at the long snapping position. All right. Well, when you find out, let Igo know. You can be his source for that story. Uh, And and sad news, we got to mention it. Um, Trip Smith, he was a freshman set to come in and compete in that competition. Uh, He's a freshman out of high school from South Carolina. He was actually undergoing like the intake physicals, and they found out that he's got Hodgkin's lymphoma. Hmm. Um, and he's actually going through chemo right now. And I, I talked with his dad the other day. Um, he's been cleared to attend the NC State game. You know, as a, I, I don't know if he'll be on the sideline or in the stands, but um, talking to him, he still has a goal of making it back as soon as next spring awesome. and trying to get back on the field. But um, we've been updating that story on Hoist of Colors as well. Sad story for sure. Because uh, he's a guy with a lot of talent, and hopefully he can, you know, beat this thing get back on the field all right so that would add uh you know a third long snapper if he will be able to return next year but good to know uh he'll at least be able to uh see the pirates uh live and in person and yeah definitely pulling for him all right uh we've talked kickoffs we've talked punting owen daffer field goal kicking wise um we're pretty confident in him right yeah, I think he's just a gamer, and like he goes into games confident. Like there have been times in practice he hasn't hit the ball the most cleanly, but I think anything less than forty yards you feel really good about. And I think he's tried to improve his strength and has improved his strength. And you know, forty-five yards plus, I still want to see more consistency there. And he, it's not like he had a bad year from that, but he didn't really get many opportunities probably because in practice you know he, he can be hit or miss at times on those but he showed during the navy game if he hits it cleanly he can clearly make it from 55 plus so um want to see maybe some more consistency on the deeper kicks or just more consistent opportunities i guess is the best way to say it uh, but if you're ecu you obviously if you're in fourth and medium fourth and short in those territories why not go for it with all the weapons you have I go uh, the stat you love. The last East Carolina Pirate to have a punt return for a touchdown was who? 
Travis Williams. You have had the tweet in your draft. Yep. Since even before Twitter was uh, done. Yeah, it was back then it was on MySpace. <laughs> uh, that has been a long time. Who could be that pirate to do it this season with Tyler Sneed gone? Could be Malik Fleming. Could be C.J. Johnson. Well, how about C.J. back there? Is that... It could be Isaiah Winstead. I've seen all three of those guys getting reps. I think it'll be Fleming. Am I underrating C.J. Johnson's speed? I think C.J. is more of a put your sure-handed receiver back Justin there. Hardy? Make sure, yeah, like, make sure he catches the ball, gets some positive yards. I just don't see C.J. Maybe I'll be wrong on this. Now, he can... I guess he's more similar to Dwayne Harrison that he's going to break tackles. Yeah, and once he gets going, he can. He's go. pretty fast. He doesn't. Yeah. Ha- I don't know. Maybe. He's not. He's not your acceleration guy. Right. If you're going for pure speed, Malik Fleming would seem to have that. Now he's just not a guy who has the ball in his hands a lot because he's a corner. Not that you can't be a good return man as a corner. Look at Marcus Jones last year from Houston. Look at Deion Sanders. So I mean, you. I, and he was an electric punt returner in high school in Atlanta. So. I would like to see Malik Fleming get a crack at it and see how it goes. But, you know, Tyler Sneed did such a good job. He was close to breaking a few, and, you know, hopefully that unit can continue to improve. couple minutes left to go. Uh, Keaton Mitchell, we're going to see him back there, I go. And if we do, I mean, I'm putting his touchdowns, kickoff return over under one and a half. One and a half. Yeah. I mean, like. I'm excited about that. I mean, people are, like, freaking out about it for the the wrong reasons i feel like they're worried about him getting hurt and you know my reply to that is look at houston last year how many games they won because marcus jones you know if he doesn't return that kickoff versus ecu ec wins that game i saw a highlight of uh antonio gibson how was washington but when he was on memphis it seems like they always have good mm-hmm. return guys and they're like they're good players returning yeah, kicks and like, punts. put them back there man because if you're nc state and you see Keaton Mitchell's name on the depth chart. I don't care if he hasn't never returned a kickoff in his life. All you have to do is see the all the runs last year, and if you're the special teams coordinator, you're like, crap. Because as good as Tyler Sneed was on kickoff return, Keaton Mitchell is going to strike a lot more fear into a special teams coordinator than Tyler Sneed. Because if you get one seam, one missed tackle, he's gone to the house. So I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah there's a somewhat of a risk, but I think the benefits far outweigh the risk. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm excited about that. And uh, I'm sure Keaton Mitchell understands the touchback rule, but he probably just didn't understand what I was asking the other day. But So I was like, you know, if you catch the ball within the 20, 25, you get out. And he was kind of looking at me funny, and I was like, well, you just aren't going to fair catch it, are you? Like, I think he just wants to return every single kick and never fair catch. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, let's be honest. Even if the – I think NC State's got a good kicker. Uh, Chris Dunn has done some kickoff <laughs> specialists. Like, if he puts it seven yards deep in the end zone, Keith Mitchell's bringing that thing out. He even like a, said that the yeah. other day. So. Like, on the opening kickoff of the season, I guarantee you he's bringing it out. And uh, I wonder if he'll have the authority to do that. We talked uh, with Holt Naylor's about how now he says he has free reign to check off audible things like that. Uh, you know, Mike Houston at this point is probably putting some trust in these guys, these right. upperclassmen, you know? And it's hard to tell Keaton Mitchell to fair catch the ball, too, <laughs> yeah. or to take a knee. Like, I mean, because, you know, you see those deep kickoffs, like almost the team can over-pursue sometimes because they get so excited that, oh, he's bringing it back. Like, then you can overrun your lane. All it takes is one missed lane, and he's he's gone, man. All right. Kickoff, uh, punt, punt. We covered everything. I think. Yeah. 
special teams. Good work. I mean, really, the only question is what type of schemes they'll run, and you know that's really something we don't really know how to answer right now. Uh, we were supposed to talk to Tony Collins last Thursday in the five o'clock hour. He had to uh, cancel on us, pick a new day, so we had a free hour and we were screwing around. But John Moody, uh, and because he wanted me to bring this up with you, he said this is good for you and I go one day. Bold predictions for ECU, and his example was that Campbell would score first against East Carolina, and East Carolina would still win. But kind of like an off-the-wall prediction. If you don't have one now, you can wait till next week. But um, I said for ECU to beat NC State, it's not really a prediction, but it's a they got to score a special teams touchdown, whether it be a block punt, whether it be you know a fake field right. goal, fake punt. Uh, I agree with that. Mitchell to the house. Like We need one of those plays. Special teams are going to be important this year. And I think they're going to be huge week one, especially after that stat we led this yeah. with. State, the number one kickoff return team last year. Well, I know they've been heavy emphasizing special teams the last really two weeks for that reason. Uh, and they always emphasize it, but I think even there's more of an emphasis on it now with, with NC State coming. But I uh, – Bold prediction. I usually do 10 bold predictions. Yeah, when's that coming? Um, probably into this week. Well, let's weekend. discuss it next week. We'll let you run. We'll do it out. next week. I'll right. just say I think ECU beats both UCF and Houston at home. Mm, okay. Wait. Somebody had that. Was that you? The Revenge? It was uh, CJ. CJ, CJ yep. called it the Revenge Home Tour. He said that he would. He, he said will, that, he he, he said that ECU home. would get back two of the three losses from last year and those were and, the two and those yeah. were the two was ucf and houston at home and then cincinnati would be the one that we lose to on the road yep i go thanks for hanging out conversely i think they lose to either tulane or usf on the i'm road. trying to but, get i go out of here all right, I'm hey, leaving. get out of here please i mean can you gone. Please leave? i'm gone you had to leave. can you please ah. leave sir could you be quiet please thank you charlie you can Thank you. He did not have to tell anybody to be quiet. Bag. Damn. He did not have to tell anybody to be quiet the other day at media day. What would you say, Steve? Open Oops. up the booty bag. Damn. Open that booty bag up. <laughs> booty, 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 booty oh, everywhere. Man. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. 317-1250. I love it when... I go takes over the show and starts <laughs> dictating what we should be doing. And it's when he leaves. And like he, on it's, his way it's out he's the door. Leaving. He cusses at Shirley and leaves us to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> what are we giving away today, Shirley? Um, I'm going to give away... Hey, it's Wednesday night. Hey. hey. $15 gift card to AJ's. Hey. 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 Look at what we got here. We got a wise guy. Uh, look at here. Giving you an offer you can't refuse. And how about this? You don't get this $15 gift card. You have a chance to win a gift card tonight if you win first place or second place. So get out there to AJ's, you you buffoon. You buffoon. It's a jabroni. What caller? 12. Caller 12. 317-1250. Back with more PRL on a Wednesday after this.
are listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back and congratulations to Pam Odom of Winterville. Walked away with a $15 gift card courtesy of AJ McMurphy's. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ. They have daily food and drink specials, an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Rock. And uh, AJ says live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All right, fired up. Got, I believe, 29 official questions tonight. One round full of college football. So uh, it's going to be fun at AJ's. Come on out, watch some Major League Baseball, hang out with us, uh, enjoy some good food. I'm really looking forward to my chicken cheesesteak I'm going to have here in about an hour. So I'm ready to go, Shirley. Yeah, I was actually looking at my calendar because, you know, my birthday week, I always try to come out to AJ's and participate in sports trivia. Hold on. Was that just a drop to say it's your birthday week? No, 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 no. My birthday's not till October. Oh, oh, okay. But when we were... you were talking about you know talk about it yeah we were talking talk, about, talk about you know trivia night and yes, everything so yes. usually on my birthday week yes. i try to make an appearance on my birthday week and because you usually assign a category uh-huh. at some point uh-huh. during the trivia why don't it, it does not fall on my birthday but the day before okay. so the 12th now this is chandler of one of those shirley build-ups where uh-huh. is she gonna say and I will, I will be, be there, there, or is she going to say, I will not be there? I will be there. She will oh, be there. She will be there. I will be there. All right. Well, I tell you what, Shirley, if you're going to be there, are you uh, bringing a crew? You're going to join a team? Like, what are you going to do? I usually don't bring a crew. I just bring myself. Okay. So I don't plan on bringing a crew, but if that changes between now and then, I will let you know. We could have, like, well, I'm not, I don't want to break up any teams, but if you just let me know the week uh and i will make a shirley category yes all right it's a done deal well from here on out until that day try to assemble well well steve hill has already said shirley is a member of ec skin which is his team well i was going to say you can either get you a group together of some of the best sports minds that you know and bring them or if not you can either join me and 100 percent, or steve at ec skin or cj or cj with Stonehead. <laughs> yeah i mean you're a hot free agent right now shirley uh, wow no i want shirley no i want shirley no oh, I want it's turning shirley. into an all-out bidding war who's buying my dinner that's right. what i want to know <laughs> i guess you're gonna go to ec skin all right steve she's all yours <laughs> chandler ain't buying my dinner i knew that i hope somebody buys mine oh man all right well uh we'll see you out uh there tonight folks at eight o'clock at aj's uh let's see we got one more segment to go here let's hear another interview okay i've been hearing about steve ellis steve ellis let's put our uh fins up fins to the left fins Fins to to the the right right. we're the only fin in town (laughs) steve (laughs) ellis uh talk to former long snapper chandler honeycutt i hate y'all man and here is that conversation (laughs) from media day 
All right, here with Coach Steve Ellis. Uh, tell us about how camp is going so far. Yeah, I think camp is going well. Um, really excited about the guys throughout this camp. Um, you know, we got a group of guys that have an appetite to compete, and all those guys are football lovers. So anytime you coach guys that love football and love to get better, it's always a blessing to have. You, you mentioned competing. We talked to Coach Houston about competition in this camp. How, how important is that to get the competition in now so when you're ready to roll on September 3rd? You know, I, I think it's critical. Because it's our job to make sure we put those guys in the most competitive atmosphere they can possibly be in. It's great when we get a chance to go get a fast, big receiver like C.J. Johnson, especially going against Isaiah Winstead. It, it just makes us better. Iron shop is iron. And we tell those guys, when we get out there, our job is to make sure we compete. Compete, but don't be combative. But it's that fine line of playing with an edge. It's that fine line of playing with a toughness and a tenacity that's going to make you be able to make plays. And we feel like if we get those guys playing at that level, then who are we play against on Saturday? We don't play against some of the best wideouts in the country in practice today. I mean, you get a chance to look at Blake Pro, you get a chance to look at Tyler Sneed, Jaquan McMillan, those guys that went on to the National Football League and doing well, we think those guys are really trained here because they playing against the best. Be competitive, competitive, but not combative. You just mentioned a guy, Jaquan McMillan, you lose him to the draft. Uh, talk about a guy that's been here for a long time now, Malik Fleming. How much has he kind of stepped up uh, as a performance uh, standpoint and as a leadership? Unbelievable. I think we use, use, when you lose a young man like Jaquan McMillan, again, he's AP All-American. You know, his name go in that stadium here. Um, it, it's hard to replace a guy like that individually because he had, he did so many things, had so much value to this football team. But collectively, I think those guys up for the challenge. We kind of got a mantra in our room that says the number of names may change, but the standard, the expectations will always stay the same. And that's just a mindset of the next man up. Demel Hickman has done an unbelievable job the past two years playing behind Jaquan McMillan, just been a great special teams player, had two years to develop. Now it's his time to say, hey, it's my time to shine. Malik has been unbelievable. You think about corner last year that made prevalent plays. I think he was really the, the second best corner in the conference behind Jaquan McMillan. Now it's his time to shine. You saw him make a really big play here today. But that's a standard. Malik is a young man that has an appetite to compete. Football lover, loves to be around here. A lot of people think the cornerback position is a position that it's all Hollywood. It's all bolts and flames. It's not about that. It's about your everyday productivity, your everyday maturity, your everyday accountability level. So the guys on the football team get a chance to watch him. They know how he's come to work. So the playmate today, that's, that, that's expected. That's a standard in that room. Last question for you. Are you still preaching that sharp mentality? The shark, that's the only way. I love a shark. A shark does two things. One thing, he never goes backwards. He's always moving forward. That's just a standpoint we always trying to get better. The next thing he does, he never sleeps. A shark is always working. You never start, start a shark sleep. And we got a mantra in our room talking about mantras. It's a deal. You ain't never saw a shark and a catfish in the same fish tank. It won't happen. It's the teaching that apex competitor. When it's time to compete, we rise up to the challenge. Coach Steve Ellis. He speaks with such force. Like his it's words power. have conviction, weight on them. Be competitive, like, but not combative. Chandler, you ever uh, seen a uh, shark and a catfish in the same tank? You're never going to see it. <laughs> never. Never going to see it. Never, ever. I All was, I got to say is, guys, from a production standpoint. Standpoint. 
I've got one, two, possibly three different. You know how I I do an open for the pregame show every year. An open's always an intro is always important. Intro is always important, but in the head in my mind, I've already got like the music's picked out. I was just waiting for the right sound bite, something that can, ah, and I just got it. Yeah, the light just flashed. It, it just clicked and I'm on. just like, You're welcome. Was, you know, because I always everybody panics. They're like, when is the open going to be ready? When's the open going? No, 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 no. The open builds itself. I just have to pay attention and go, ah, yes. Let me pick from here. Let me pick from here. Piece it all together. The music's already picked out. I, the music's actually been picked out for six months. Oh, wow. So it's all it's all coming together. You know what breeds good answers? Good questions. You know what? who comes up with good questions? Good interviewers. You know who make the best interviewers? Former players. I'm a former long snapper. <laughs> former long snappers chandler without you never would have got that answer so thank you no don't thank me i mean because I like you said good me. answers i mean you had tim Dowse so going oh shoot so you're talking about the but uh, by the way real quick shirley do we have tim Dowse? play the very beginning of tim Dowse. all right hold while on. we're giving chandler all this credit all right tim Dowse. All right. okay here yeah, we go here we go. go coach talk about camp so far Talk about camp so far. All right, yeah, what, what, what happened there? What happened there? there? <laughs> Wait, what? What Wait, happened with Tim Dales? It was like said, all of a sudden he just... Well, he didn't ask a question. Talk about camp so far. We're giving him too much credit. I'm trying to bring you back down to earth. Well, you did so. a good job. <laughs> you did a really good job. Well, man, I wish That was I my first interview. I wish I had that cartoon. Hey, you Boing. got better. You improved. That's as exactly you went right. That was my first interview. That was a rough start. Yeah. That was a, a rough start because the fact that he paused, I even was like, whoa. Well, what was he Dude, was say? he giving you a look? Yeah, like he just stared at me. <laughs> and I love he repeated your words. Like this guy just said to talk about camp. This guy. What's he doing asking me a question? I like camp. Camp is fun. Uh do we have time to get our last break in? Uh no, it's too late now. All right. All right, let's crap on Chandler. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Enjoyed the uh, the credit. Enjoyed the uh, gotta take the good with the bad. Celebratory, uh, good job, and all this. And now let's just end it on a bad. Want to shake his hand, Chandler? Love you. We want to shake your hand, Chandler. Yeah, man, you're our guy. You're our guy. You're my. Would y'all be upset if I said I quit right now and never come back? Oh, I, I would legitimately be upset, like distraught. I quit. <laughs> No, I'm just I was like, "Do you know how many times in the 20 years I've worked here <laughs> I've said I quit? <laughs> I quit." Well, there's my first. I'll one. be back tomorrow. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Pirate Radio is kind of like it's like we're in a Stephen King movie. You can quit, you can leave, but then tomorrow morning you'll just show back up here. It's like some kind of weird universe where we're stuck you can't here forever. Get out of it. Yeah, it's like in a dream. You try to run away, yeah. but you're not going anywhere. I have quit. It's like, so, it's like Hotel California. You can check out, but you can never leave. I quit so many times here, and <laughs> I like, I leave. I try. I get a new job, even, and I'm ready to go. And I wake up that next morning, and next thing I know, I'm here at Pirate Radio, just and starting a new day. Yep. Don't know how you got here. I don't know how I got here. Yeah, I just know I've, I'm starting I've had days to, like that, and too. that, folks, is the beauty of it. That is the beauty of working for the voice of the Pirate Nation. That's right. 
Pirate Radio. Coming up 10 a.m. on Thursday, head to UBE. Get two tickets for the Pirate Radio football kickoff party. $10 a ticket. Grab yourself two tickets, and you will get a free T-shirt with the awesome Pirate Radio logo on the front and this awesome logo with a wolf and a sword and some words on the back. Our state. Uh, This can be yours if you purchase two tickets to the Pirate Radio football kickoff party, 10 a.m. UBE in person while supplies last. They're going to go fast. Show up before 10 would be my recommendation. Uh, But, man, uh, people have been wanting these shirts. Now you have the opportunity opportunity to go out and get them. For the former skateboarder, for the former long snapper, (laughs) I am Clip Rock, surrounded by greatness each and every day here on Pirate Radio Live. You were a former baseball player. Former basketball player. I mean... Former football player. Former farmer. My resume is just multiple pages. It's thick. What did it, what did oh, I, it's thick. What did I say during the break the other day? Oh, oh. During the break earlier in the show, I said, I'm a former a lot of things. <laughs> we have all done a lot yeah, in our yes, lives. We have. Yes, we have. It's like I said, I'm the jack of all trades, master of none. Shirley... Chandler, I enjoyed this three-hour ride with you. Yes, sir. As I do each and every day. And I tell you what, let's do it again tomorrow. And how about next Saturday morning? Let's do it for four hours. Why the hell not? And then you know what? We'll watch a football game, and then after that game, let's stay a few more hours. Let's do it. We do this for you! And we love it. And we love you. We'll see you Thursday at 3 o'clock. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.